0: Well, the first show of uh, 2019, ready to go. Happy New Year. Glad that you are with us. Glad to be back. My thanks to Robert Steinbach for filling in for me on uh, Monday. And then we had Tuesday off because it's the new year and then back to work today. And what a good day to come back. Hump day, middle of the week day, over the hill day. We're closer to Friday than we were on Monday. So a half a week this week. Got to be happy with it, Russ. You've been gone for how long now two and a half weeks two weeks week and a half week and a half
1: just seems like forever and a day
0: did it feel good to come back to work or uh, no
1: man it's actually all right yeah. uh, you know usually coming back on the holidays after the holidays you've got so much work to do you don't know what to do with yourself yeah I, today was not bad good
0: thanks I'm to, to zach
1: thomas for sitting in for me taking care of all the holiday stuff that i normally do
0: he boys, was doing boys, well Boys
1: getting his feet wet in the business
0: yeah we were doing we were working together the days that you were gone and he did very very well he's uh he's an up-and-comer better watch your back buddy just telling I ain't you watching my
1: back i'm letting <laughs> him take care of my six brother <laughs>
0: he, you definitely can't get a better guy than that he is uh he is dedicated and he does a great job he uh, he ran the he ran the ship well while you're out Russ is back, I'm back, Uh, we'll get get underway uh, today, uh, here in just a few moments, Uh, we'll be joined by State Senator-elect, as he likes me to call him until later on in a couple of weeks. He'll then be State Senator Kim Hammer from down in the Saline County area. We'll be talking with him about what's coming up in the 92nd General Assembly, which gets underway 15th, 16th of this month. Don't forget, we will broadcast live Monday through Thursday uh, at the Capitol. Each day we will miss one Monday because we're going to be out at a client's doing a, a, a live remote, I understand, in March. And we um, – th- looks like we will be out uh, during the end of February as well because we'll be in Washington, D.C. Russ and I love going to Washington, D.C. for CPAC. So we're looking – Uh, For that Uh, new announcements I can announce today because it's all now in stone that on every Wednesday at three thirty until four o'clock joining us, uh, whether from Washington, D.C. or here locally when he's back for vacation or whatever, uh, Congressman French Hill will join us on the Dave Ellswick show and keep us up to date what's happening on the House side. I am working on something for the Senate side, but I have not heard back from the necessary people. So I can't make any announcement on that. But I'm hoping that that's going to be taken care of uh, here in the next week or two. And uh, we'll have one of our senators on once a week and one of our congressmen on. And we know that for a fact uh, once a week as well. My uh, goal for you is to keep you up to date on what is happening there on the hill in Washington, D.C. We will keep you up to date on what's happening at the General Assembly. And that's what this show has always done. And we will continue to do it here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. And uh, last but not least, and this is something I'm really excited about, other than, look, I'm, I'm driving I'm driving a car <laughs> that's not mine again. That tells you something went wrong, right, with the, the Ellsworth Mobile, and it did. The Acadia is on the sidelines again, Russ. It's, uh, it's in the shop Friday of well, last. We're going
1: take that thing out back and put a bullet in
0: it. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that what I'm going to do will last for three years, and then that is exactly what's going to happen. But uh, I dropped in. I got to drop a new engine in it now. I was coming out of my subdivision Friday evening, thinking it's about 6 o'clock in the evening because the traffic was terrible, and I couldn't get out, and I finally did. I put down the accelerator, and it hesitated, missed, and then stopped. I tried to start it again. No go. I had it picked up. Had it hauled over to Joe Monday, New Year's Eve. Talk to Joe. Are you ready for this one? Crankshaft broke. Crankshaft broke. Didn't make it all. I was five thousand miles short of three hundred thousand miles on that engine when it gave gave up the ghost on it. So uh, I've got to RD. He's getting everything together. Uh, you know, this is kind of like a heart transplant in human terms. So the, <laughs> they'll be dropping a new heart in the Ellswick Mobile uh, sometime at the end of this week. I should have it back by uh, Monday. I'm driving that. Uh, is it Scion? Is that how they pronounce that? Scion. Scion. Okay. So uh, RD gave me, I don't know what year it is, 2007, 2008, Scion. <laughs> <laughs> to driver, it. it is banana yellow <laughs> you can't miss me coming down the road now at all at night it glows i'm just <laughs> I'm, telling you, I'm driving that car on i will say this much although i do feel like i'm in a hamster commercial uh, I can look around, and you can see well in that car. I mean, it is like all glass all the way around you. I wouldn't want to be in a wreck in it, but the bottom line is it runs pretty doggone good. So, um,
1: And you're that, laughing at
0: it. Well, I got to laugh at it. Can't, look, dude, I just don't cry real well, so <laughs> I've got to laugh. It was, uh, that was the start of my uh, 2019, or the end of my 2018, so I was really happy when 2019 uh, took a bow and said, "Hey, I'm here, Dave. Let's let's do this." So I'm hoping good things will happen. Got uh, got a call from the Social Security people. Things are are moving well for that. So I'm uh, I'm interested in seeing how that all works out. So uh, had to have a piece. You know, they they got to have forms. Social Security's got form on form on form. Uh, I I have uh, got the forms they need. So I, they didn't tell me where to send them after I filled them out. So I called the lady and I've left her a message. I'm waiting for her to text me back and let me know where I'm supposed to send the forms tomorrow because, uh, Linda turned 65 in November. So she starts Medicare in January. I start in February. Woo-hoo! How excited is that? Not much. All right, let's get our first break in. We'll do that. Then we'll come back. Uh, Kim Hammer is on his way. We have got a lot to talk about. Got a lot to deal with. The uh, phone number eight two three zero nine six five eight two three zero nine six five. And by the way, I know everyone can hear me. I've been driving around in this used car. Got uh, the 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 uh, radio tuned to one oh one one FM. The answer here, clear as a bell, in Cabot all the way through Jacksonville, Sherwood, all through that area, drove all over the place, here as is clear as a bell in Conway, out on uh, 40, out on 30, out on 67, so you have no reason not to call. 823-0965. All right, you want to get in contact, want to be part of the uh, question and answer segment here, you can do it by calling 823-0965. 823 8-2-3- oh nine six five we got uh, state senator elect kim hammer in the studio from the saline county area good to have him here today how was your holiday sir good excellent holiday
2: excellent just uh, but at the same time i'm ready to get in the saddle and let's go yeah you know. i'm ready
0: to go now what day exactly does it all get underway noon
2: on january 14th, the is, 14th. The, is the
0: kickoff you guys are all meeting that day or is that the day that the governor is going to get his state of the state and all of that stuff
2: we get sworn in and that's where it all begins is with the you know with the swearing in and then um, then you know he'll come uh, the next day i think it is and and we uh you know we get the joint meeting of the house and the senate and we take off and get about the business try to keep it as short as we can
0: okay so we're going to be there Every day you guys are in session other than the Fridays because by the time I get there, everybody's left on Fridays because they want to go home until the end of the session, and then everybody has to stay because things are moving so quickly. So what day and should that's I show need, up? And that's when you need to be there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so should I, when are you saying I should show up? I mean, is it the 15th or should I wait till the 16th? I'd wait till the sixteenth uh,
2: because okay. actually, you know, uh, Monday we get sworn in. Then Tuesday, you know, is the uh, um, the I think it's the joint session. Then and then uh, and then uh, Tuesday night is uh, governor's ball uh, for the inauguration. And then we get down to business on Wednesday. So I think that would be the that'd be the first day that would be, uh, you know. There you of course, go every, day, every day you're
0: there is good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I understand. We, we you know, appreciate 16th, you being there. Unless we want to – should I drag a, a mic cord from here to, you know, the house chambers and tape our – get a big piece of duct tape? And, for what reason? And tape, and tape my microphone uh, to the podium there in the house for when the governor gives his state of the state? I I think if you were in the gallery or you had a plant or whatever you want to do, yeah. you know, on the
2: inside, I think that would be, you know, I think that'd be totally fine, but I'm being a uh, big big sign,
0: you know. You could uh, be in lay the gallery. On a <laughs> <laughs> you no. ever been
2: escorted out of the yeah. capitol? No, I don't want okay. to
0: I don't want to start that okay. as a tradition either. To right, be honest right, with you. Right. Okay, so what are you excited about and what are you not excited about are there things that you have trepidation about for the uh, the new session or um, things that you're excited about the new session
2: um of course going down to the senate end on a personal level i'm excited about getting my feet wet down there been in the house and for me personally switching down to the senate end is going to give me a different perspective give me a more holistic view of you know the process and uh, everybody's involvement with regard to legislation coming up i I think we're going to you know, we'll have some um, – I think we'll have some things related around the highway package. You know, how are we going to handle highway funding? That'll be a um, – you know, that'll be a lively discussion, lively topic. Um, you know, we are leaving some federal dollars on the table. we got to figure out the most frugal way to – be able to capitalize on that mm-hmm. uh, those federal dollars go to other states if we don't you know capitalize on that um so that'll you know that'll be one of the you know heavy topics i think of putting it for the people uh to let them have the uh, let them have the initiative and then um there'll be also be the reorg that's going on that the governor's presented as far as reorganization uh, bringing it from uh whatever the number of cabinet levels it is down to the let me uh, just ask
0: is that a big deal or is it just more – is it just, you know, different way of doing things?
2: In some ways, I think it's uh, – you know, this. there's – like the Bible says, there's nothing new under the sun. Everything, okay. Everything cycles around. Some people may remember, uh, you know, in earlier administrations, there was actually the effort to expand them, you know, with the intent that you could uh, maybe focal uh, – focal, I'm sorry, uh, that you, you Focus could, in? Yeah, thank you, that you could focus in and, um, you know – put a put a better set of eyes on something when it's in a smaller venue than when you group them all together the way the reorg is going to go that's that's one thing um from the you know so from the governor's perspective though as far as number of people he's got to sit around the table and talk to bringing it to a smaller number is a good thing as long as from the ground up you're getting good information all the way to the top because it it could be one of those things, too, if you don't have good layers of leadership underneath you in those, you know, sub-level positions, uh, you're setting yourself up for, for a hard lick. So that's his call that he wants to go that direction. And um, as far as the savings that it's going to create, the potential, uh, and time will play out as to whether this is valid or uh, what validity there is lended to it, um, the, the concept is that if, you, if you're able to combine – Uh, certain areas or certain agency functions like IT, uh, you know, CFOs, chief financial officers. And I'm just giving you some illustrations. But if you're able to combine HR, HR, if you're able to combine those things that it lessens the need for the manpower, if you can be efficient and streamline it and consolidate. Uh, Then there's the other thing of just, you know, facility rent, what we pay as a state in facility rent. And if we can consolidate those agencies where we're not as dependent upon paying out as much
0: money That's there are potential areas where we're going to save well can you bring us up to date have you been kept up to date about this uh, how are things looking for streaming on the senate side because you guys are going to start that
2: uh, streaming is coming along, and uh, they actually ran the uh, – you know, they, they've been testing it, uh, getting it ready to go. Uh, I think that's the result of the voice of the people, and I think pressure, quite honestly, from the House side, that it has been done on the House side for a long time. Uh, there are people that watch it, I know, because they tell me what I'm doing when they see me there. Mm-hmm. So I, I know it's being watched. I know it's being listened to. Watch where you scratch. Watch, watch all of the above. <laughs> Check A, B, or C, but you better do D, because – People can read lips That's too. Right. That's the other
0: thing. Oh, have you found that out?
2: Well, it's kind of like uh, not not at my expense, but somebody else's. But you know, it's kind of like the football coach when he's calling in the play and he takes his playbook and covers his mouth. Yeah, you know, you'll probably see some of that going on. Um, so, you know, I, I think it. I think anything that drives toward more transparency is not a bad thing. And this is a good step in the right direction. It's been pressure that's been built from inside out and outside in, mm-hmm.
0: and the result is it's, it's you know, you're going to be able to see it live. All right. So you'll see it in the well when they're meeting together, and you'll be able to see this as far as all of the uh, committees. Is that correct? I believe that's correct, because the, uh,
2: um, you know, and I, I would just say this. Now, I have not personally been in the committee those committee rooms, uh, but I've been in the chamber and you know they were getting that all geared up so everybody could see the the action in the chamber if you would, and uh, I think that's a good thing. You,
0: did you get yourself a good hairstylist and stuff?
2: Uh, I'm using the same. I <laughs> I got two barbers. You got to take care of your constituents. I got okay. two barbers, and so far nobody's told me I got a bad haircut, so okay. I feel good about that. Well, but I'm not going to be at the end of the runway sitting in a plane holding up traffic so I can get my beautician to come cut my hair. Don't but worry about up that. Keep fine
0: that things are starting to they to thin on top there.
2: Well, yes. You, you need
0: a little bit of powder to keep the reflection off. I, I just chalked that up to <laughs> wisdom and experience and, and the school of hard knocks. And you're in the Senate now. Yeah, well. you, you got to get a lot of, of gray hair to be in the Senate. It's, it's got a good head start toward it. So, <laughs> so over the holidays, uh, what were you up to? I mean, bring us up to date. Did just a lot of family get together and things of that nature. We've got a pretty
2: cool tradition that we've been able to hold together. Um, we, uh, I have three, three kids, five grandkids. Um, and, you know, everybody's kind of got their own tradition because you got to share your kids, you got to share your grandkids. Mm-hmm. And so what we do on Christmas Eve is, uh, you know, of course, um, uh, Christmas falling in the middle of the week, most of us were working right up, you know, toward the noon or a little beyond. Right. And, uh, so my family goes to the you know they they take care of what they got to take care of with the with the other you know family side part of it and then somewhere Christmas Eve uh we get all three kids all three of our kids we get all five of our grandkids at our house and we um we do supper and they all spend the night Oh, cool. Uh, my wife has a tradition of giving you know uh, family pajamas, or uh, Christmas pajamas, and so everybody gets their pajamas. We do that pajama picture thing. I had not. Did you post that on your Facebook? I I wanted to give a little time, <laughs> um, you know, to save some sort of okay. integrity if I could, you know, but uh, it may be up there. It may not be up there. You have to find it. But uh, so anyway, and they all they all sleep at our house Christmas Eve. We get up. Uh, you know, we get up Christmas morning, and uh, we we do the unwrapping of the presents, and you know, do a do a light lunch, and then we go to a, we have we actually then have a big family reunion for lunch. Oh, and cool! And so we we go to one of the cousins' house, or uh, we land somewhere for lunch, and then uh, everybody goes back to the other side of the families and stuff. So we're we're blessed that we're able to hold it intact for Christmas Eve and Christmas. Well, May. that's good. That is that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we were up till two thirty in the morning wrapping presents. Santa was running late on Christmas Eve this that's year, okay. so yeah,
0: you know, we had to give him a little help. That's okay. Santa always comes through in the end. Santa, Santa's came in uh, to our household, and uh, the grandchild got up. That everybody else is old enough now that you know they're not climbing out of bed at four o'clock in the morning to see Santa brought. But uh, this one uh, got up at uh, about five thirty this year. Ooh. And he figured out this year, finally, about this whole Santa thing. He's he's gonna be two in February, but he knew Santa was coming. So he wanted to see what Santa brought him. Santa brought him a, a brand new uh, children's uh Kindle oh. uh ta- you know, tablet and he was having just a great time. There you know what's big this year, I mean really, really big, Kim, it, it's dinosaurs. Mm-hmm dinosaurs are huge Dino- it was when i was a kid it was vikings you remember when vikings were big i remember when you could buy your kids cowboy and in-
2: indian little you know little short little itch, plastic guys. little plastic guys and you could buy the bag full of uh, uh war soldiers Oh, the, the army the guys. tanks yeah. the green guys absolutely and uh and feel good about you know going to war and cowboys <laughs> and indians and
0: you know good guys bad guys and i got a bunch of the i think it was kenner Mm -hmm. That came out with the uh, the Vikings, Eric the Red, and all of them. And I got a bunch of them when I was a kid. And I got bags upon bagfuls. My dad was a World War II vet of uh, the Green Army guys. You know the bazooka guy. Mm -hmm. You always in every bag you got a couple of guys with machine guns. You had the snipers and all of that. And you built your own (laughs) little little army going on down there. I love that stuff. uh, uh the
2: the lego outfits you know the uh those are have been pretty popular my grandson wanted wanted some of those and those things ain't cheap
0: all right we'll be back after the news we're going to do that catch up on what's happening in dc all right back with you in the studio we've got former house state house member kim hammer who is now (coughs) state senator elect kim hammer and uh, he'll be sworn in but week from uh, next week, right? Week from Monday. Okay, week from Monday. About ten days, All right. or so. So you get to stand in the well of the Senate and do it, or you do it over in the House? Uh, no, we stand in the Senate, and my
2: understanding is that uh, the the newbies, which I think there's six of us, uh, will come. will be called down to the well, and we'd have the chief Chief Justice swear us in. Okay, you know, someone of our choice that's authorized to do it. But um, you know, we'll be because we're first timers. They would they'll swear us in individually. Well, who you got doing your swearing in? Can you tell us? Um, I, I really have been so focused on holidays and yeah, getting stuff ready. Right. I haven't even about it. it. But I, you know, I'll probably just go with the Chief Justice. I mean, it's not every day the Chief Justice gets to swear you in. So but you get Rhonda to do it.
0: Well, we'll, we'll think about it. <laughs> i just put him on the spot man i really did i just put him on the spot I, i'm sorry I no, have that's done fine that. i don't mind on the spot that's usually a very you know personal thing and who you who you pick so you go with who you want oh. i don't really care you okay. know as
2: long as i get sworn in and they'll get sworn at I'm, I'm a happy man i figure on the 14th we'll <laughs> get sworn in get and by the 15th him. or 16 16 uh,
0: they'll be swearing at you I'm they'll just be swearing <laughs> at us but anyway we'll try not to give him too hard <laughs> yeah. a reason to swear at us but. that's going to be happening hey can i happen.
2: can i do something?
0: Um, is it okay? I mean – Well, I don't know. It wasn't right. okay for you to
2: put me on the spot. Let <laughs> me put you on the spot. Go ahead. I want to give uh, I want to give your listeners my Senate cell phone number. Oh, yeah. And this is the way that they can they can contact me if they – now, first of all, if you live in my district, if you don't, you need to go your senator, yes. you need to go your representative. Okay, let's not do that working against each other stuff. Um but if you're in Senate District 33, which is, you know, West Little Rock, West Plask County, uh, about three-fourths of Saline County, uh, that, that number to reach me on my hip is 501-326-9273. 501-326-9273.
0: You know, I wish every state senator would do that and, you know, state rep. Well,
2: and that that doesn't mean I'll answer it, but at least you know you you can leave a you'll note. get to me, and I, I've got a uh, email that I'm getting set up a special Senate email uh, for the constituents. I'll get that to you so you can push it out over I the air too. Definitely, and, um, you know. So just want to just want to make sure the needs of the constituents are met and the voices are listened to.
0: Okay, so I gotta. I'm gonna. It's time to ask the important questions. I've taken the time up now to to talk to you about the easy stuff. There's some tough things coming up in this session. The governor is always pushing that, uh, you know, they're going to have the tax cut uh, for the middle class, basically, and, and people to make a little extra money here in the state, which is I think everybody should get a, tex- a tax cut. We've already did the lower income. We did middle income. Now we're going to do upper income. and uh, But when you look at what the tax task force has come up it when you add up the columns uh, senator elect it seems to me that the voter comes out on the short end of the stick there's more you know it doesn't how's the best way to put this it's not a net gain to the taxpayer yeah it's not it, it, we're we've got more money going in to the state government still than we have that's coming out and i'm not seeing cuts being talked about uh, as well what do you say to the to my listeners who who sit and 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 listen to the Republicans say you know we're the party of less spending smaller government less taxes and just seems like it just you know and and they'll, they'll talk a good game when it comes to tax cuts but they don't talk about the tax additions I mean when they talk about giving retired military uh, a tax cut they don't talk about three other business areas that taxes went up in that would affect the average arkansan what what do you say to those folks about that i'll say first of all uh, we have to
2: distinguish ourselves as a party as far as not uh, we have to distinguish ourselves as a party that what got us in the position that we're in is that people got fed up with the tax and spend mentality. And if we're not careful here in Arkansas, we should not think that we are above what is beginning to happen in other states where the Republicans had control and they had the power. And what they did was they they drifted you know into a democrat mentality and and I think that's that's the danger that we as a party live with is we've got we've got majority we've got control we don't have to give anybody a reason to look back and want to give it back to the other side if we haven't distinguished ourselves as being different from what the people have left mm-hmm. and so how do you do that well I think you have to look at you know look at the legislation that we passed look at the legislation that we you know that that we Uh, debate in the process Uh, but at the end of the day what's what's the net cost and impact to the citizens that have sent us there to represent them so on the tax issue i don't think what we need to be guilty of as a party is playing a shell game where it appears that we're giving this amount over here but then you go to the other side and we nickel and dime it back to where it's just a wash um and i and i think that's one thing we'll have to watch carefully is to make
0: sure that that doesn't happen because i could see it happening do you get as nervous when you hear some somebody say well this would be revenue neutral as i do uh revenue neutral is in the eyes of the beholder i can make revenue neutral
2: look like i want to make it look if i can get you know enough people convinced that that's the way it looked i could tell you that sky out there is is sunshiny and and clear and you know if i'm if i'm convincing enough i could probably hypnotize you into believing that well we don't have to. what we need to be careful of is not getting lulled into a sleep we've already had some experiences in the last several sessions where things have come you know hard and fast at the end and things got slipped under the wire uh and and things have happened that i wish hadn't happened and, and a couple of those things i was guilty okay there mm-hmm. um so I think that we need to get all the debate about the tax stuff and all the other heavy lifting stuff on the table at the beginning of the session and and get it out there and get it transparent so that we can keep a, a clear focus on it. It's when it begins about halfway through the session toward the end when it's ramping up and we're at fever pitch. That's when you really got to go on guard. And, and and be careful something doesn't get slipped through. I've learned
0: that over my years of That's why you politics. need to be there.
2: That's why you, <laughs> that's that's why why you I'm need there. to be there.
0: I'm always there.
2: Now, can can I drill down on Go. that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, what happens, I think, sometimes is that when something comes along that really needs to be looked at because you create an environment of distrust that a really legitimate need may not get a fair look and and that's where we get burned is when something comes up that's legitimate that may we do need a revenue stream you can't balance the request by saying well we've analyzed all the agencies and we have uh, you know moved toward a more efficient process of doing it and it's created x number of dollars and by the way where the question is where did those x number of dollars go there has to be a transparent process where if you say you're going to save something in one area it becomes above the radar screen, and you can see that it's been moved to somewhere uh, that that gives the citizens the the belief that that we are doing the right thing. Um, to me, that that is something we need to work on if we're going to say through, for example, uh, transformation. We're going to say $17 million. That's great. Where'd that $17 million go, and how can we trail that $17 million to know that it just
0: didn't get sucked up into expanding government somewhere else? That's, that's what I'm talking about, revenue neutral. That's what revenue neutral means to me. You cut somewhere, but that money doesn't go back to the taxpayer. It goes back into the process, into the coffers of the state government.
2: Well, and I think the one vehicle I find that is probably the uh, best – to the best interest of all the citizens of the state of Arkansas, and there could probably be arguably several that could qualify to the statement I'm about to make, but, you know, our long-term reserve fund – and, you know, Senator Dismayne, to his credit, I think – I hope I gave credit to the right person. Sorry if I didn't, but, you know, I think he was kind of the the driver on that – that long-term reserve fund is what helps us get a lower bond rating as a state so whenever you know entities need to borrow it it just builds a healthier image of the state of Mm -hmm. arkansas and that became a focus last session i think that needs to be the dumping pot uh, where any savings is designated because for for a couple reasons when it gets there you can't get it out you know or, or it's very hard to get it out number two if you can trail the money to that then you can say it's growing because uh, we had surplus and and the way it was set up, you know, surplus, and revenue is flowing into it. Every once in a while we get a flash flood. When we have a high revenue, you know, and, and we have a great surplus, it gets kind of a flash flood effect. But we need those steady streams of money flow going into it where we save it from one area and it's feeding that. Because when it gets high enough then and that and that initial pool gets up to where we need to get it, as far as what we've got to have for the standards and poor to look at us as a state and say you guys are an A-plus bond rating, Mm -hmm. that makes us from a business perspective and a bonding perspective uh, a a greater um,
0: we're we're looked upon with greater favor. All right, we've got uh, who we got? Larry in Little Rock. Let's talk to Larry. Hey Larry, how are you? What's your question for the the
3: senator-elect? Well, it's a question, but it's kind of a comment uh senator i or we and i'll say we because i've got an r by my name but i'm pretty upset with the r's for the simple fact is they're telling us one thing and they're doing another there's a lot of us r's out here that don't like uh the governor's how should i say it uh Obamacare, which is Arkansas first. Arkansas works. Yeah, Arkansas works. Arkansas works, okay, because Blue Cross Blue Shield is making a killing. And a lot of people don't know that. Uh, His highway deal. Every governor for the last 12 years has tried to raise our taxes for highways. And we have enough highways. We just need to fix what we got. Uh, the ethics. You guys have plenty of time to do an ethics bill, but the R's haven't done it. And we can tell that by all the people that are going to jail or are already in jail. <clears throat> so you're in a tough spot as an R, no matter where you're from in the state. In a lot of us out here's opinion. So if you could just con- try to convince me and I know you've been talking about it just a minute ago, but uh, we're pretty disappointed on things that haven't been done, like you're, the governor's condensing the departments. We don't want to condense. We want government-cut spending. And guess who has control? You guys, not the governor. And if he vetoes it, then it's on him, not on you guys all right and go ahead thank you very much dave all right senator i appreciate it thanks Thanks, for the call we
0: appreciate you larry go ahead uh, governor senator (laughs) okay uh
2: let's take them in the order well i'm gonna start at the bottom work toward the top on the ethics um you know i sponsored legislation last time and you're right larry i couldn't get it i couldn't get it out um wasn't for lack of trying. It wasn't because of lack of merit on the bill. I do think one thing that bill did was create some internal pressure, uh, along with having a number of representatives and senators, you know, that were were caught. Some have been convicted. Some is still in the process. But I, I I think that it forced the issue between uh, needing to take a look at ethics and and the legislation that we have to hold ourselves accountable, and then the actions, you know, of those that were caught. So on ethics, I think we are making a effort toward that. I I will agree with you, Larry. Um, be real disappointed if anybody else comes out because it seems like this has been going on for two or three years. I hope we're at the end of the line, but, you know, any given day you can pick up the paper or hear something else. But on the ethics, uh, I think we, we have turned it. The Senate has – uh increase the rules the only thing i would say about that and i agree with it is uh there has to be some severe consequences for your actions that are governed by the law not so much by rules so but the but the senate uh has has done a a commendable job of saying you know what we got we got to fix it we got to restore the trust of the people because the trust of the people is gone
0: so you think irvin and rapert and some of the others on that committee have done pretty good on getting this prepared for the session
2: yes and and i mean they i think that they've done the yeoman's work on it and um, i think the ones that are left that haven't been you know impeached or uh, grand jury and all that other stuff uh, i think that that they have uh real and i say they because i'm not down there yet so i don't want to take credit for something that the senate did mm-hmm. you know last couple of years but but they um, they heard the wake up call uh and I, I think that they have responded the uh on the highway issue um I think that that on that, Larry, that the governor's going to have to present his best argument. Uh, we do have a lot of highways in the state, but I think one thing we always have to do is we have to look at the way in which we're maintaining what we've got, because if you're not maintaining what you've got, why should we give you more? you know you got to prove that you're you're maintaining with what you've got the the issue on that is as i mentioned earlier is we leave a lot of federal tax dollars on the table because we can't match against it and if those federal dollars are not drawn down because we can't match against them then we see that money go to other states however i will say this larry and listening audience uh and that that Uh, I think that we've got to look at our agencies because in all the ask that we're asking of everybody, uh, the question comes back to what have the agencies and what has state government given up we've asked the providers in the healthcare, in the assisted living in the nursing home uh in the hospitals we've asked all those folks to give up something that was a big debate in the last 30 60 days um i know the reorg is going on i know there was a hiring freeze uh you know with regards to the manpower but i think the one thing we got to drill down on is what is essential that we're supposed to be providing as a government because i think we maybe do a lot of things that are not essential and if it's you know if you deem it essential you got to have the money to go behind it, and I think that's where we need to get back as a as a government is looking at what's essential, and that creates the ability to save. And the agencies need to to give up a little if we're going to ask everybody else to give up a little. State you Sena- a break.
0: Yep, state senator elect uh, Kim Hammer is with us. We got to get a break in. Let's do that. Got a question eight two three zero nine six five. All right, back with you, uh, Senate elect, Senator elect Kim Hammer is our guest. And uh, he'll be with us here, well, to the top of the hour, or if he can stay for another segment, we'll keep him for another segment. Here, Here's the question. Uh, red flag laws. Uh, senators, uh, Senator-elect Letting and Senator Will Bond have said that they have some uh, verbiage that they want to uh, give to the Senate. They haven't produced it yet. And they say they have bipartisan support. I was talking to you about it, and you seem to think they're blowing smoke. Well, I don't know. I don't want to be characterized that way. That's your interpretation. Okay, all right. But that's my characterization. That's your okay.
2: characterization. But I, I will say this: they it wouldn't have my support. Right. Um, because I sat in the committee when they presented it. I respect them both. They're elected officials. You got, uh, you know, I respect them both. Um, but I I don't think the red flag law addresses what the what the age-long problem is and I, and I go back to this it's not the gun it's the individual and i mean i'll listen to their arguments uh but the uh i think the red flag law is a red flag within itself and and i, I think it's just a way in which to avoid you know some of the real issues about uh, you know about gun and it's about gun control at the end of the day uh they're they're going to i think it's going to be hung uh you know around the idea that this is gun control and i'm just not in favor of that um i don't think we ought to, i don't think we ought to limit it i think one thing we need to do in one of the bills you know and i, I don't want to be labeled as the uh, you know as the, the the gun legislator or anything like that but one thing that drives me nuts is when you got a law in the books that has uncertainty to it you need to go in and clear it up once and for all and just you know take away the arguments and i think that are you mentioning open carry now I'm, i mentioned the issue of open carry um you know i it want we keep talking about it we keep batting around it let's just put it out there and let's just get up and down vote on it and let's move on because i think people are tired of talking about it me personally tactically i think no disrespect i don't think it's a smart move to open carry you just kind of you know put a target on yourself and everybody within a 20 foot radius of you and and I, I think it's just a poor choice but at the end of the day, regardless what You're right. you well, regardless what you think or I think or anybody else thinks, what's the Constitution say and and what is it that can clear this up once and all. I appreciate the governor's position, I appreciate the attorney general's position on and and they're coming out on it. I, I understand that. That's not gonna help the poor smuck down somewhere that gets arrested and has to spend thousands of dollars defending himself in court uh, because he's in the wrong place at the wrong time and, and you gotta deal with the recipro- reciprocity help me out on that word yeah you yeah. got it right okay That's the you know you got you got to address that issue while you're doing it because what what's the legality of transferring from state to state so i just think it's time that we we get it resolved let's get it out there let's get it dealt with and be done all right we got uh Get to
0: the news. Can you stick around for a few moments?
2: Yes, because uh, just for a few, but I want to answer Larry's. Uh, I never got to his Arkansas Works one. Okay, and then, then I'll have to cut and go.
0: All right, Thanks. we'll come back and answer that question for you on the Dave Ellswick Show as our guest is Senator Elect Kim Hammer. We'll be back after the news. All right, back with you. We're into the three o'clock hour. Uh, we got a special guest coming up at the bottom of the hour. We don't want you to miss that, so stick around for that. She's going to talk about a new article she wrote, and I asked uh, Karen uh, uh, if she would join us today. The 2018 leftist ideas most worthy of mockery and, der- and derision. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of topic. I'm looking forward to talking about it. She's coming up. I thought she was coming up. Is she coming at 3 or 3.30? She's coming. Okay. Well, let me finish up with with the senator then. You go ahead and call her and get her set up. Whoa. Hello. 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 Hello dave's not you know, here it's a new year i'm still trying to get used to all dave's not here
2: that's what he gets for taking a week and a half off there man. You go. remember zach is right behind you okay remember that yeah
0: all right let's join let's uh let's get that in, uh, the answer then for larry about he was talking about arkansas works and your thoughts on that
2: right on the ethics and i do plan on introducing that uh, legislation again okay okay and we we talked about the highway the the thing on the highway is we've got to make sure that we've asked uh, you know as in with all these other things where we've asked other providers and everybody else to give a little bit um i think I think we got to look and see if there's money within the agencies to be able to help supplement that and then on the arkansas works one thing everybody needs to remember is that it started with obamacare and it was kind of rammed down our throats um i would agree with larry i think that there there are people that are making you know a lot of money out of that i do know some legislation is going to be introduced to try to trim some of that off you know to to just see how the thing would play out with the legislation that uh, i think is going to be introduced it's going to put some of the it may put some of the providers in in the position of saying this is this really worth it and one way you can you know you i think that you can position providers is put them in a position to see uh, for example we start dealing with the prescription drug cost and carve that out you know, at what what's the break point to where the the carriers are going to say, you know what, this isn't worth it, and at that point, you create the discussion of saying, okay, should this population then go into managed care of a different form because it's managed care now, mm-hmm. but put in a different form to where it doesn't cost you know us as a state as much you know going out because that percentage that we have to pay back is increasing it's each going year. Up. And and so when you go to the providers and the other groups and you say, we want you to give up $250 million so we can take care of the expanded population, that's what's happening this session, and that's the discussion that's going to be had is, you know, you can't ask others to give up unless we're going to look and see if we're truly saving it. And that's where the carriers are going to have to come into the discussion and say, you know what, maybe this isn't worth it anymore. And and what that translates into, I don't – you know, we'll see how the cards play out, but I think we need to put – that kind of legislation in place to see how bad the carriers want to want to do the business cuz uh, I haven't seen any carriers go out of business since Arkansas Works came into business mm-hmm. and that tells you something when they're nonprofits you can't get to their books and and I think
0: that within itself is a problem too. All right. Well, we appreciate you for coming in Senator Elect. Now, I'll, I'll keep saying that. I only say it just cuz he says I'm Senator Elect. Okay. So you're Senator Elect until a week from Monday. At noon. At noon. Okay. I'm going to try to get over there so I can see you get sworn in. Well, uh, I think it's going to
2: be a, a, a good day, but let's let's get behind us so we can get to work. All right.
0: We appreciate you. We'll see. If maybe we'll get you in here again next week. That'd be great. Thanks, right. Dave. Appreciate Thank it. you. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, State Senator-elect Kim Hammer. Let's go to the phones. we got a special guest with us. And uh, we've got Karen uh, Cataline. Cataline with us. She uh, – has written an article for Front Page Magazine. I love Front Page Magazine because David Horowitz started it, and I'm a good buddy of David Horowitz. He's the man. Uh, Anyway, 2018 leftist ideas most worthy of mockery and derision. What leftist idea isn't, isn't worthy of mockery and derision is all I ask, Karen. How did you come up with these top ones that you came up with?
4: Well, you know, it was an embarrassment of riches, as I say, <laughs> and basically, I just did top of the mind. I I wrote down pretty much the top 10 that, that drives me the craziest, and I probably could have done plenty more. And by the way, I agree with you totally. This was my first piece for David Horowitz, and uh, it was an honor and a pleasure to be in that publication, because I think David Horowitz is a is a treasure for the conservative movement they got to listen to them more.
0: Oh I agree you know? uh, with that we just got to, the state senator and I just got done talking about being real conservatives and being real Republicans uh, that's hard to come by yeah. at times.
4: Yeah, well, we got to hold these people's feet to the fire. Donald Trump is
0: yeah, you're right about um, that
4: and, and just as an aside, don't you think it's ridiculous that the never trumpers? have thrown everything at him, as we're seeing with uh, Mitt Romney, who's only the latest uh, person that's been sent to try and destroy Trump. Amazing. But it's so funny to me, in a sick sort of way, that the Never Trumpers continue to, uh, uh, well, throw stuff at him that never sticks. And one of the first things they threw at him was, well, he's just not conservative enough. And I wanted to say, well, when were you ever conservative?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the Bushes, let's go Bushes, Ryan, and all the rest of them, uh, when it comes to illegal immigration, none of them listen to us at any time at all.
4: Well, I I, I hate to, to do a shameless plug here, but I just this morning posted a uh, blog post because, you know... Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of strange stuff running through my head, you know. So at uh, karencadeline dot com, which I know I'll tell people hopefully later, I've got this piece called "Hey Romney, how come we never got a vote on open borders?" Mm-hmm. And I contend—I know we're off the subject here, and I—I do apologize. Okay. That, that's all right. I, <clears throat> yeah, it's talk radio, right? I contend that that's the real reason why, for the most part, the so-called never-Trumpers detest and hate Donald Trump. It's all about globalism. It's all about open borders. And he forced them in a corner and made them have to explain themselves. They've been running this con on us, if you don't mind my saying, for decades. Well, and it is they a con. never told us what they had in mind. Uh, If it was such a terrific idea, how come they felt like they had to lie about it to all of us, to the people that they serve? So they've been caught with, um, you know, that's what this government shutdown is really all about, is that Trump has taken every other excuse off the table now. And uh, they're having to explain not just the globalist left, but the globalist right.
0: Yeah, I I don't know when they're going to learn their lessons. I mean, that was the whole thing about this op-ed that came out from Romney. There was no change in what he said, uh, what, six years ago to what he said in this op-ed. He's still the globalist he's always been that will never change, I guess.
4: Well, except for the, you know, occasional begging for a job. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he's telling everybody else about character. I mean, they're so disingenuous. I don't think for one minute that any of these Never Trumpers, that it's his style they don't like. Now, you know, I'm <clears throat> I'm a native of Colorado and I'm back in Colorado now. But I lived in New York and I lived in L.A. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, style doesn't bother me. Yeah, well, I know, I'm sorry. I I'm just well, sorry you, you had to you live out in L.A. You sent us that president, you know, so hmm. <laughs> you sent us that president from Little Rock, and he's the one that made me a political activist. Well,
0: don't don't blame me. I didn't live in Arkansas <laughs> then. No, don't blame me about that.
4: Okay, okay, I won't. I got I won't.
0: here after what, he was president and helped clean up the mess as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, there you go. But... but it's it's uh, for them to say that it's his style is just so preposterous because look at look at how much they were willing to tolerate just a real goofy style of george w bush but they didn't care they stood with him till the bitter end because george w bush was a globalist too so don't hand me that that it's his style mm-hmm. give me a break yeah. So um, you know, if, if it was a style issue, they would be going after, you know, 90 percent of the Democrats. But right. they don't.
0: So Karen Catalina is our guest. She's got yeah. she's got her article out on Front Page magazine. Karen, for folks that are going to hear you for the first time here on my show, where should they go to keep reading your writing? Because they're going to want more of you after they hear you today.
4: Well, I hope so. Um, All they have to do is go to com. Karen spelled the normal way, and Cataline spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. And I've got my blog posts, my uh, op-eds. I do a show called Spouting Off, an Internet call-in live talk radio show. Mm -hmm. And so whatever, you know, I try to post as much of what I'm doing and what I'm talking about as possible. I would love to hear from your listeners Pro or con, argue with me. I, I tell people I put the Judeo and Judeo-Christian, so it's genetic for me to want to argue. So <laughs> I like that. Uh, you know. <laughs>
0: Told right. So yeah, they can get you uh, either in written form or get you in broadcast form.
4: That's right, and I'm filling in for a uh, terrestrial talk host tomorrow and Friday. So uh, talk radio is my real first love. <laughs> I mean, I I had a real checkered career. I was a professional entertainer, and then I became a social worker, and I went to Columbia School of Social Work. But then, you know, when I was doing <laughs> showbiz, I realized, I know, it's crazy, isn't it? I realized no. that I like saying my words instead of someone else's. So yeah. That's why I don't really do showbiz anymore. Um, and, and besides political theater, Republicans really need to learn more political theater humor and uh, in general, because the left is is brilliant at that. They're all about sizzle and no steak. For the most part, we're about steak and not a lot of sizzle.
0: No, I got to tell you what, Karen, you Karen this is together. You this know? Is, you're, now you're talking with me about something that I have been just beating on for years. And I, I found my, my, my good buddy, uh, Andrew Breitbart, uh, and, and oh, God rest his soul. Him. But he always said something very, very important, and he said culture is upstream from politics. And he was so right, and uh, conservatives and and Judeo-Christians like yourself and myself, you know what we miss out on is that we gave that to the left and said do with it as you want and did not understand evidently that that means you get to tell people, this is the way things should be, and people tend to fall into that category then.
4: I couldn't agree more. I think you're absolutely right. And just to circle around to the piece that I wrote about the uh, the leftist ideas most worthy of mockery and derision, well, a lot of them are designed to change our culture, change our language, and the left never stops with just... Changing our language. Nope. What they do is they change the culture first and then they demand that policies follow. And that's precisely what they've been doing all along. And unfortunately, Republicans are always looking back going, oh, so that's what they were doing. So yeah. you've got to get a lot more strategic and realize that there's always a purpose and a, uh, a political. Uh, uh, agenda for everything they do, including some of the things that I mentioned in my article, things like toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. We hear these things and and we just say, well, that's just the most ridiculous thing ever. Uh, and And I've been writing on toxic or writing about it and what I think the true agenda is. And I think a lot of it is that Masculinity at its very best is, is the very enemy of socialism. Uh, think about it. Men are generally by nature competitive, resilient. That's what masculinity is about, getting up when you fall, uh, taking care of your family, protecting your family if they are in danger, providing for them, uh, and wanting the government off your back. Really, the only the only men that the left seems to like are gay men, transgender men, and drag queens.
0: Yeah, now they even pick them up when they're kids.
4: This is horrific. Uh, I'm going to be writing a piece on that because I am, I am jumping up and down about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Should be. I, I never. Yeah, I never expected to write to talk to you about this, but in 2012, I wrote a book called "Fat Lash Food Police and the Fear of Thin." I had a stage mother on steroids, and and I was in child beauty pageants as a kid. So the book I wrote was about uh, sexualizing children and living through them. We came up with the term "the person that wrote the the foreword." of my book called Princess by Proxy. Mm. And so I feel as if, if I may be so bold that I know a little of, of where I speak because I was not only talking personally, but also professionally as a former clinician, that this is damaging to children. But now you have an exploitation of an 11 year old kid who, who they are parading around in gay bars in Brooklyn Uh, dancing for money. And so this is sexualization of children with a political agenda attached. And I am appalled at that. Um, And I'm going to start writing about it. In fact, you'll be the first to know. I'm going to talk about it on the radio tomorrow. I called New York Child Protection Services. And I said, if you believe that the exploitation Of children. There's a national organization. I couldn't get them on the program. Um, The, what is it? The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Yes. If you don't think this is exploitation of an 11 year old kid, then you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. I want to challenge them because this is so politically correct and so politically twisted and crazy. That I wonder if they're they're not gonna they're not gonna take that on because no, they've been I don't bullied do, into thinking that somehow this is okay. Well, it's not okay.
0: Yeah, they're being bullied no. that if they say something against it, you're saying something against transgender people as right. a as a group, and that's wrong. And right. Nambla loves them for taking this position.
4: Yeah, because if you disagree with any of these things you are anti-gay, you are a racist, you are a xenophobe. This kind of bullying and intellectual dishonesty has been prevailing uh, in recent years, and and that should be a concern to everyone,
0: I think. So I'm looking at number 10, and this is one that has been just driving me absolutely bonkers over the last couple of years, and that's gender fluidity. And and you're so right when they say we've been they keep mocking us and have continued to mock us and now it's Meet the Press even mocks us, saying that we won't even we won't even put people on television who do not believe in climate change because you just deny science. Well, let me just say that if you believe that somebody can change sex. You know, you can go from being a male, to being a woman, I don't care if you snip the twig and the berries, you are still going to be a man. That's just the way, I mean, if, if an archaeologist dug you up after you die 3,000 years from now, they're going to say this was a male. That's what they're going to well, say.
4: You- <clears throat> well, well, you're just... You're just a Neanderthal for thinking that.
0: <laughs> I've been there called you. worse, they but that's okay.
4: That, they, that There's such a thing as X and Y chromosomes. I mean, they're trying to create an alternative reality, and we're just pawns in it, I think. Um, the other thing I noticed about this ridiculous notion that you can change genders at will.
0: Trans- I mean, never Transition. Mind
4: that, that they contradict themselves in their own sentences, uh, you know, you you shouldn't. What is it? Misappropriate uh, anything, but you can misappropriate someone's gender. But you can't go to a party with a with a Chinese dress. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. It deserves mockery mm-hmm. and derision. <clears throat> and furthermore, I get the feeling that the left tends to celebrate uh, transitions, quote unquote, from male to female more than the reverse
0: you know you said that in this article and I I picked that up immediately got to highlight it on uh, my papers here that I uh, had for our interview why do you believe that is because you're exactly right most of the of the uh, cha- the changes that we've seen the transitions they've talked about are boys who have be- uh, who have said that they they are women in their minds they say I'm a woman uh, why do you think that is?
4: <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that it goes back to number eight, which is toxic masculinity. I think that the gender, gender, gender politics extends to turning women, pretty much all women, except maybe white women, who they now have begun to separate as uh, you know a segment of the deplorables. Um, I think that they want to uh, segment out, if that's the right word, women as the next big voting block victim group. I mean, their politics is very simplistic and predictable. It's all about making bigger and bigger victim groups who can then conjoin into a f- giant victim group because, you know, at its core, the left are a bunch of collectivists. Everything is collectivism. They detest because socialism is really the root of what, of the way they think. They don't think you can be an individual. You can only be a member of a group. So if they're going to turn all women or most of them into victims, which is what a lot of this whole Me Too thing when it was politicized about five minutes after it happened, uh, then you've got to have a bunch of perpetrators, in, in lefty world, uh, men are all perpetrators and women are all victims. And as horrible and disgusting as the Kavanaugh hearings were, it exposed this insanity for all to see. Everybody could see, well, these people aren't in their right minds. They're screaming and yelling and pounding on the doors of the Supreme Court and thinking that all women need to be believed simply because they make an allegation and one that is ridiculous on its face. And she was caught in many lies. I don't need to go back there, but I don't think we should forget that story because it, it, it showed just how much these people have been indoctrinated and we have to, uh, we have to fight them, fight back on this in every way we can, because now it's out in the open, which I think is a good thing, but we have to have ways of being able to counter this stuff, uh, because it's it's quite insidious, really.
0: Well, everything that you've mentioned thus far, and uh, we're going to try to get one, well, I'm not going to be able to get any more in, we're almost out of time, but the bottom line people okay. need to read This front page magazine article it's very important that they read this because you make so many truthful statements in this and karen i just want to let you know i appreciate you let's get you back on again here in the near future and let's talk some more since you like to do talk radio i'll let you talk to little rock ever so often here on uh, 101.1 fm the answer how's that sound to you (laughs)
4: It would be my pleasure. So great to talk to you. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you as well. Let me let you go. Appreciate your time. And that's uh, Karen Cataline. You can uh, read her article at uh, the uh, uh, frontpagemagazine.com. I suggest that you uh, take a look at it. 2018 leftist ideas most worthy of mockery and derision An embarrassment of riches from which to choose. And she wrote that on Christmas Day. And because of, you know, being holiday time, we were able to get her on now. All right, let's take a break. Come back. We'll pick it up again with more of the Dave Ellswick Show 2019 style. All right. So uh, looks like the Dow is going to finish in the green today. Uh, Dow is up 18.78 points. NASDAQ up 31, and S&P 500 up 3.18. When I first came on the show at uh, 2 o'clock today, the Dow was down 200 points and uh, has moved into green probably because of this meeting that the president had uh, at the White House dealing with what was going on uh, during the um, uh, meeting about the border, yada, yada, yada. So uh, Romney came out and unloaded on uh, on Trump, and uh, had a lot to say about it uh, about his presidency. And so, um, you know, let's go over this op ed that uh, that he wrote ab- uh, about here. He says, uh, "Senator-elect Mitt Romney, as you remember, he couldn't make it to the president." to the White House, so he ran for Senate. Uh, Slammed President Trump's character uh, uh, today, writing in a Washington Post op-ed that it fell short of what the country needed. Quote, with the nation so divided, resentful, and angry, presidential leadership and qualities of character is indispensable. And it is in this province where the incumbent shortfall have been most glaring. Now, Romney criticized Trump in the run-up to the 2016 election, said the events of the past month, including the departures of Defense Secretary James Mattis, Chief of Staff John Kelly, marked a worrying decline for Trump's presidents, uh, presidency. Quote, on balance, his conduct over the past two years, particularly his actions this month, is evidence that the president has not risen to the mantle of the office, he said. Romney argued that Trump's shortfall set a poor example of America's public character while alienated U.S. allies. Quote, I do not intend to comment on every tweet or fault, but I will speak out against significant statements or actions that are divisive. Now, let me let's let's deconstruct this a little bit divisive. All right. So if. Some, if, if somebody disagrees with the, what the president says or a policy he comes up with, does uh, that mean that it's divisive enough to be attacked? How many people have to be against it for it to be divisive? Or is it only in Romney's mind, and no, I don't want to get in his head, but the bottom line is, when does it become divisive? He says racist. When does it become racist? You're going to have to see now in our in our culture you've got to define these terms because they are such broad terms now that you better you better define them or you stand not making any point at all. Sexist, anti-immigrant. Okay, now is being anti-immigrant being for a wall To keep, you know, illegal immigrants out? Does Romney believe that there's such a thing as a illegal immigrant? Or are they, as the Democrats say, all just immigrants? Dishonest or destructive to democratic institutions, he wrote. He went on to reassume our leadership in world politics. Seems to me we've been doing pretty good on that world politics stage. I'm not saying that uh, our allies are happy with some of the things that we're doing. I think the president has made some right moves uh, as far as world leadership goes that would never have been made in the last uh, 40 years by any other president. We must repair failings in our politics at home which failings are see he doesn't make any specific statements here everything is generalized so we got to repair failings in our politics at home what failings senator that project begins of course with the highest office once again acting to inspire and unite us senator romney If you stand as a conservative, which you've said that you are, uh, there's no way that you can probably inspire and unite the America that we have. Because it's split pretty closely 50-50 right now with the progressive leftist liberals and uh, the conservatives, Romney added that not all of Trump's policies were misguided, but said the president should unite us and inspire us to follow our better angels. To a great degree, a presidency shapes the public character of the nation. A president should unite us and inspire us to follow our better angels, he wrote. All right, so with that thought in mind, uh, Dan Bongino had something to say about Romney and let me just play this cut because I think he really cut to the chase and got to the crux.
5: And you also, as a former Secret Service agent, author, you wrote Spygate, the attempt sabotage of Donald J. Trump. Before we talk about that and Mueller, which we'll be talking about all through 2019, I was stunned about 8 o'clock last night, out comes a Washington Post op-ed from Mitt Romney, a senator-to-be, about to take over, yeah. maybe play a major role on so many different issues. He's taking direct shots at the president. Why? Because he's a sellout, uh, he's a fraud, he's a phony, uh, he's a fake. Uh, this is the kind of guy who has absolutely decimated the Republican Party. You know, Brian, when there's a museum left to the remnant of the swamp GOP, and we're all walking through this museum in 20 or 30 years when there used to be the GOP, exhibit one will be Mitt Romney followed closely by Jeff Flake. You know, Jeff Flake had to pass the baton of GOP sellouts, and they couldn't even wait to... But the race isn't even over yet. Romney doesn't even swear in, I believe, until Thursday. Right. So that they couldn't even wait to pass the baton. And it's even more disgraceful about this Romney op-ed. And, and, and listen, I spoke positively about Mitt Romney for a very long time. We ran in the same election cycle. And this is a disgusting move. This is the same guy who went up to Bedminster. Donald Trump gave him a chance even after Romney shellacked him, uh, unnecessarily so. And Trump gave him a chance. He gave him another chance having dinner with him in Manhattan, the president, mm-hmm. that is, and interviewed him for jobs. And you know what? He endorsed Romney, the president. You want to talk about character? You big, phony, fraud, fake. You should—you know what? You should have never taken that endorsement if this is how you felt. This guy's a disgrace. He's an embarrassment. I'm embarrassed for him, the people of Utah, and anyone who supported this fraud. What a fake.
0: Wow. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, uh, he can probably chalk up his win in Utah to the president endorsing him, to be honest, because he was in a close race up until that point. So the president does him uh, a favor. President has dinner with him. Do you remember that? Does everybody remember that? Because Romney wanted to be part of the president's cabinet, didn't get it. Good thing. I, I you remember, I talked about that when it happened, uh, Russ, and how disgusting that was. The guy would go, you know, out there and and uh, you know basically beg, you know, Trump to. To put him on, put him on his uh, his cabinet. Anyway, that was really good by Dan Bongino. In fact, another person has come out now. Hopefully, tomorrow I'll have the sound. But Rand Paul came out and attacked Romney today and just whacked him a good one. You know, he's he's just saying, basically, you know, yeah, what he's saying is just BS, and we all know that. But bottom line was pretty interesting to hear what uh, these people are starting to say about Romney. Welcome back to Washington, Mitt Romney. Hey, Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. All the cars and trucks reach the end of their life for one of two reasons. They they either uh, get worn out, kind of die, or they get totaled in an accident. Now, mine is, you know, dying. The engine died on me last uh, Friday. Uh, The camshaft uh, shaft broke. And I've turned to Sonny's Auto Salvage because I can take and have a, an engine that's got about 32,000 miles on it pulled out of a well-maintained total loss vehicle that was in a, you know, some kind of an accident. The engine's still in great shape. Have it pulled out of the car and put in my car and uh, get probably another 150, 180,000 miles, maybe more uh, out of my car. That's what I intend to do, and it's going to cost me under three grand. That's a great deal. So I tell you one thing: it's a whole better deal than going and buying a new SUV at about uh, forty-six thousand up to sixty-two thousand, and then paying for seventy-two. You know, they're not even the car manufacturers now don't even have any problem saying buy your uh, you know. Hey, can finance your car for 72 months because they know most people can't buy the car. They can't afford the payment per month unless they stretch it out to 72 months. Man, I remember like four years was the maximum. In fact, two years at one time was the maximum your car loan would ever be. So go to Sunny's. Use them to find uh, a part you can use in your car. Uh, Keep keep your car for extra extra mileage man keep it going save yourself some bread and that's what I'm doing what I intend to do every part guaranteed comes with a standard warranty they offer one two and three year warranties on all the parts and all you got to do is call them because that's what I did I called uh, RD over at Sunny's auto Salvage. said RD a bad thing happened crankshaft went out in the car and he says oh It's dead. The engine's dead, Dave. You don't even have to shoot it. It's dead. But I'll get you a new engine. We'll take care of it. 982-7451. I should have my car back by Monday. 982-7451. That's the number to call. Save yourself some money. Keep your car going longer. Don't pick up a car payment. That's Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. All right, so uh, the president met with a lot of the folks in Congress in a closed-door meeting, you know, the the movers and shakers, so to speak. The sit-down apparently ended without any progress, they're telling us now, and uh, nothing to resolve the ongoing partial federal government shutdown that has persisted for 12 days. One top GOP official said Democrats didn't seem even interested in listening to what the Homeland Security Secretary Nielsen had to say. Uh, Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from uh, Kentucky, top House Republicans Kevin McCarthy, Republican of California Steve Scalise out of Louisiana Republican, attended the meeting in the high security enclave of the White House, which typically is used to handle sensitive information. Do you know the... the uh, The windows in government uh, uh, high-sensitive areas are covered with a thin coating of Teflon. Did you know that, Russ? They do that so that those uh, microphones, gun microphones that they use to listen in on conversations, can't hear anything. It reflects all the outside sound back at them. Unlike the uh, volatile sit-down during which Democratic leaders talked back to Trump last month, They didn't want another one of those, so they put them in a place where television cameras wouldn't be at. We do have a crisis on the border right now. We had a violent mob rush yesterday. We had a challenge there. McCarthy said outside the White House after the meeting, referring to the 150 uh, migrants who were repelled by tear gas New Year's Day at the southern border. The president has asked us to come back Friday after the House leadership races to try to get this all done. McCarthy continued saying, I'm a little disappointed with, I would say, some on the other side. Once the secretary started, Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer interrupted her, and they really didn't want to hear it. Uh, Instead, McCarthy said Democrats wanted to push their proposed spending bill without funding for the president's proposed border wall. give you a feel for what was said. Let me uh, give you... uh, some backup. They had a border patrol agent on today, and and here's what he had to say about the the border. Here's cut Secretary, number two. Secretary
6: Kirsten Nielsen visiting the border this weekend as the government remains shut down. President Trump and Democrats still deadlocked over a deal to fund the wall. Our next guest knows all about the crisis firsthand. He's on the front lines of it, fighting to keep America safe. Here with an inside look is San Diego Sector Deputy Chief Patrol Agent Roy Villa Real. Thank you so very much for being here, sir. You know, if you watch cable news or really any news, you have individuals dressed up in suits talking about what needs to happen on the border and what it's like down there. I feel like that does the nation a disservice because we are not there on the front lines. Describe the situation that you are experiencing on a day in and day out basis.
7: Oh, good morning. Thank you for having me on. Uh, The situation at the border is uh, unprecedented. In my 30 years of working for the Border Patrol, I've never witnessed the situation that we're faced with today. Uh, We are being overwhelmed with migrants, principally family units and children, um, and then people that are from countries other than Mexico. Um, In the first time in the the Border Patrol's history, the majority of our arrests are what we call other-than-Mexican nationals, people from China, Bangladesh, India, and then, of course, Central America.
6: The fight over the border wall or border structure or whatever it is, is extremely political right now. You have individuals who are on one side or are now switching sides. Let's remove politics from this for a moment. What do you want? You're on the ground. You need resources. What do you want?
7: What we need along the border is a border enforcement system. There is no singular solution. Uh, what we need is a combination of factors, a border infrastructure, roads uh, that provide access to the border, technology, ground sensors, night vision cameras, drones, and then, of course, wall or fencing to secure the border. It, it is a, a comprehensive system. It, it's, it's complex, it's multifaceted, and what we need is an entire border enforcement system.
6: In your opinion, how would a structure, wall, whatever, Help with the current situation that folks like you and your colleagues are experiencing all along the southern border over the course of the last few months?
7: Well, and again, after 30 years of working in border enforcement, I can attest to the fact that walls, border fences do work. Uh, I was here in San Diego back in the late 80s and early 90s. We began putting up fencing in uh, the mid 1990s, and that had a dramatic impact on the flow of illegal migration. I was in Newman, Arizona, excuse me, in Newman, Arizona in 2004 when we began to put up fencing the same thing unfolded there as soon as we put in infrastructure and fencing you add technology and agents it has a dramatic impact on that flow of illicit migrants illicit narcotics and it brings control to the border
6: people who want the wall are often described as racists what's your opinion of that
7: the wall doesn't see color it doesn't see nationality it's designed as a border security structure it's designed to provide a delineation of the border it provides an opportunity for agents to respond to any sort of traffic at the border whether it be an illegal migrant whether it be uh, narcotic trans- uh, traffickers whatever that threat may be it provides an opportunity for us to respond
0: all right there you have it i mean That guy doesn't have a political agenda. That guy has an agenda of getting done what the Border Patrol is supposed to do. Keep the bad guys out. I thought the most important thing that he said in that story was that for the first time in the 30 years he's been on the Border Patrol, they're seeing much more of what? Not so much Mexican nationals coming in, but people from all Bangladesh, China, all over the world. Now you tell me that's what you as an American wants. I mean they got a lot of people from the Middle East coming across. And I don't know about you but that worries me that you could have easily have terrorists trying to make their way across the border. You've got criminals, MS13 continues to infiltrate into the United States. And, and spread their dis- disgusting, you know, uh, kill, rape, and control mentality here in, in the United States. We're, we've got more sex trafficking going on than ever before. You've got all kinds of, you know, we used to worry about pot and cocaine coming across the border. Now it's it's devastating drugs coming across, uh, You got heroin, you got fentanyl, you got all, you got drugs. Fentanyl is a drug for death, if you ask me. People who use that stuff, you got to be nuts. And anybody who wants to just inject drugs into their system are absolutely out of their minds as well. It's just nuts, crazy, do that stuff. And not, and, and having, you know, literally thousands of pounds of heroin coming across our, our border all the time. Uh, you, you know it's, it's killing and sapping uh, what made America great. No doubt about that. Now, I'm not saying that the war on drugs has been uh, a, a wonderful success story because it hasn't been. It hasn't been. It's been a, an abysmal failure in places. But I will say this, you can't just, you know, turn your head when you got fentanyl coming across the border and heroin and not do anything. Those are drugs you don't say, well, we'll just legalize them and go from there. You can't do that with that stuff. Those are, those are drugs for death is what they are. Bottom line. All right. Got to get a break in. We got Joe, got duck coming up here. Uh, In the next hour, we're going to talk a little cars with you. Talk about topics that are going on right now when we come back in the 5 o'clock hour. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. First show, 2019. We're off to a good start this year. All right. If you haven't been paying a lot of attention, you may have missed a few stories over the holiday weekend. One of which was the flu done flew into uh, arkansas and has been just bad hammering us big time and evidently over at joe's garage it is happening and I joe guess. will not be here today because he's got so many people off that are sick
8: yeah he just said eight cripping was off and he couldn't make it so yeah. who, who knows what's going you know how bad sick everybody well, is. i
0: know he said he had a couple a few weeks back and he couldn't make it yeah and now it maybe it's running around the second time you
8: know jeff monk from monk's Automotive. you know joined us on the b&m yeah. deal uh, on the the b you know the bumper to bumper deal correct he's been sick for two weeks now with the flu well he, he had pneumonia his wow. turned into pneumonia he's not said. good
0: nope that's not good and uh, so uh, we'll just think highly of joe as we always yep. do and hope for the best and we will to make see him it. next week yeah we'll make it it's just right. one of them deals that happens how's it going at knock on wood uh how are things going over at duck's garage busy okay not the the the, the sickness hasn't hit you guys then no that's good that's what i'm saying Knock You stay wood. away i'm knocking on wood i'm getting oh, by the way that you hadn't heard this one because it happened friday i'm uh putting a new engine in my suv what happened it broke the the um, crankshaft crankshaft i came out of my uh out of the subdivision made a left that should have told me never go left (laughs) always go right but i went left and uh so you thought you was drag racing making left hand turns. yeah it surged and then stopped and i tried to restart it and went. i turned it off immediately and i looked at at my wife and i go that's not a good sign no that's a bad sign and it was a bad sign so uh rd is they're supposed to drop a new one in on uh, friday should be done by monday should get the car back yep
8: i just matter of fact i just talked to him a few minutes ago I talked to jimmy over there oh yeah yeah i have, things
0: going over there oh, they was busy too what are they what, what, what were you looking for i'm looking for a uh my wife's
8: the the motor went down in it and I is it the time for more, well, what's, it's wrong actually,
0: it, more what's wrong with it what's wrong with that it's got a rod knocking in it okay see well nice, yeah.
8: it's actually been down for two months and
0: you decided to fix
8: i'm it. trying to make i'm trying to force her into buying a new one but she's tight with her money she squeaks when she was well,
0: that's not a bad thing
8: no I, i'm not griping but i told her i said it's got three hundred and twenty-seven thousand miles on it and i said you know if i put a twenty five hundred dollar motor in, that's more than it's worth well of course it is and i thought i
0: said you know but, but the good it's, thing it's about a whole lot a lot less than yeah make it a car payment and she don't drive but
8: about 2500 miles a year now okay she mainly since she quit work she mainly goes to over to see her mother over to at the sister living center and you know runs around for me some but i'll probably just gonna put a motor in it and be happy and and she'll be happy because she likes to. car. I like my SUV, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, she likes that old big Denali because it's, it's one of the long Denalis. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's heavy, and she can get in and out of it either. She likes it because she sits up high in it, too.
0: Yeah. I, I tell you, I like uh, the Acadia. I really do. I like it a lot.
8: But it had, what, 200-something thousand on yeah, it, Yeah,
0: about, about five, about 6,000 miles away from 300,000 miles. So I'm going to put another motor in. I want to I want to run, ride around in it for another three years. Yeah, get a car, get an engine in it. Got forty thousand miles on it. That's like getting a new car.
8: Yeah, because you had transmission put in it, you know, a couple yeah, months it's ago. Done. So
0: yeah, it's already f- finished up. So the the really important stuff is is going to be changed out. And the way I look at it, have you noticed? I, I've been watching the car, uh, you know, ads on television and on all of them now the financing is for how many months
8: Uh, most of them 84 months or more
0: 72 to 84 months i remember when you would never see an ad for longer than 48 months
8: yeah you know for a long time it was 36 months and then they moved it to 48 then they moved it to to five years and
0: now six and seven years is that not saying to people but, that your car is too expensive,
8: but that's like Ford right now has got a Ford pickup It's over a hundred thousand dollar I know if you buy it, you're out of your mind, you know, but you know so you know what do what do you do? You know most people's gotta have a new Don't vehicle
0: buy one that's you what know? I say,
8: but that's what she's been on me about fixing it, so I guess I'm just gonna repair it and. I've actually done – I might have dropped the insurance on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, other than well, was, if you hit somebody. It's
8: sitting at my shop, you know, so I you know, I told her, I said, just drop the insurance on it because we're going to – you're going you're gonna to have to buy something else. But hey, it didn't work out too good for me, so
0: Why I would just, anybody – seriously, why would anybody buy a car when the payment goes six or seven years? so The one
8: I buy every year, i finance it for five years, which – I drive a tremendous mileage every but, year, but
0: you you change yours in way before. Yeah, you got through it. Yeah. So what do you, what do you do? Do you just do you just pay it off, or do you do you? I own it anyway. You know, you know, you already own it. Yeah. Okay. So okay, so that that kind of makes sense in a sen- you know in a sense. But what doesn't make sense is the average, just the average job.
8: Well, and, and, and it's another thing too, Dave. If you will look like at GM, if we just say for instance, GMC. In order to get that $12,700 off of a GMC pickup, uh-huh. you had to finance it through, through GM. them.
0: They get more money. That's and the way they do and it.
8: they'll hit you for 7% or 8% interest through GM. Now, granted, after four months, you can finance it whoever you want to with, but you had to finance it. You have to pay four payments to them, because I, I got a friend that's doing it.
0: That way, they make money. Yep. And they got to figure out ways to make money, because... Car sales are down. Yeah. I, I gotta think it are down because the prices are up, way up. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the
8: denali that she's got right now, it's a it's a I can't remember if it's a ninety nine or two thousand I think it's two thousand. Wow. Good for her. And uh but that same denali, if you went and bought one today, mm-hmm. it's eighty five thousand dollars. Yeah,
0: I know. You know, and the, the Acadia I got, I bought eight years ago. You buy it new? I bought it. Yeah, it was at the end of the of the year. Yeah. Okay, beginning. so I bought it then. Bottom line, it cost me uh, with all the manufacturer crap they threw in on all mm-hmm. that about thirty eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I couldn't touch that car for oh, that no. much now.
8: Now, now they're running on up into the sixties.
0: Yeah, you I know. And as much as I like it, I'm not going to pay that much money for a car. Well,
8: that's what she keeps telling me about her. The knowledge I don't want a new vehicle. I, don't I want my her. Denali back, so
0: <laughs> I like that.
8: I, I guess I'm just going to give up and fix it and give it back to her. But like I say, she GMC don't drive makes no the more. Denali doesn't, yes, sir. Okay. It, it's it's a GMC Yukon's all it is. Yeah, but it's a it's a longer Yukon, and you know, it's got all the Denali packaging, whatever you want to call it. But I got
0: to say, it does ride good and it does drive good. Oh, so. well, I love the ride of the Acadia. I you mean, know, I so. really do. And uh, when I've got brand new you know rubber on it and i've got my shocks are good and all of that that thing floats down the road it just feels well she likes wonderful. that old
8: big denali because she said if somebody does run over me in it i got plenty of steel
0: around me so <laughs> you sure it's steel or is it? well all hers
8: is steel hers don't have no plastic on it but no,
0: good not. for her okay i'll go along with that
8: so dave yes Last week, I had oh, a customer call
0: me. You're going to stop right now with talking about the car because you don't want me to tick off the car dealer somewhere, huh?
8: Yeah, that's all right. You can tick them off. <laughs> I don't care. Go ahead. But last week, I had one of my customers call me and said, hey, I got a 2018 Dodge pickup. It's one ton. Mm-hmm. Got a 6-7 Cummins in it.
0: Okay, he's got a uh... –
8: You open the fuel door up, and on the right, you put diesel fuel in it. On the left, you put the DEF fluid in it. Mm-hmm. He did this himself, not his wife. Uh-oh. He put five or six gallons in the diesel fuel tank.
0: Oh, no. Which
8: is bad, which he thought, well, I can just burn it out. Mm-hmm. So he finished filling it up with diesel fuel and took off. Well, next day it quit. He got the guy to change the fuel filter for him, got it back running, drove it about 30 miles, quit again. So then I, they put a record to it and brought it to the shop. And it's probably going to be somewhere into the sixteen, seventeen dollars 17000
0: range of fixing. Ooh. Okay, so what did this do to the truck?
8: It turn, When it hits that ditch field, it turns everything to crystals, white crystals. Some kind of chemical reaction, huh? Yep. That's all it is, It's chemical. Okay. It's 60% water and some chemicals mixed in there. So you can just imagine what those white crystals did to the injector lines, to the high-pressure pump, to the injectors, to the return rail. Can we rail, say scarring? To, to the, to the to the fuel rail and all that stuff. And all that has to be replaced along with the fuel tank. Wow. You can't get stuff out of the bottom of the fuel tank. So he said, what, you reckon I can get Dodge a warranty? It's got 16,000 miles on it, Dave. And you're sitting there looking at a $70,000 one-ton truck? I'm saying probably you broke the warranty when you put the wrong stuff in it. I told him, I said, you take it to Dodge, they're going to pull the line off. As soon as they see the white crystal, they're gonna what they call black flag it. And you have no warranty on any other on any part of the truck you have no warranty. So I tore it apart, we cleaned everything best we could. I finally got it back running and he said, What would you do? And I said, It's running right now and running fairly decent. I'd go to Dodge and trade it. You know. So that's what he did <laughs> oh wow he went he went back to where he bought it at and said hey i'm i'm, I'm ready for a new one and it may run forever every way i got it but it is probably not most likely out of if you take it uh 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 is probably gonna fail here shortly but i told him hey, it's about 16 grand to fix it right and he, he
0: said, "I can't afford that. We well, just paid seventy two for it."
8: Yeah, you know, and and so I told him, we'll try it and see." And I said, "It ain't gonna cost you no more now than if, if it don't work, we'll just." So they Russell and Tim went through and cleaned it and got everything. We took the fuel tank, turned it upside down, beat it with a hammer. A
0: bunch of stuff came out.
8: Yeah, the white crystals come out of it, and then suck it in over in high pressure washer and let it sit there and run for a while. It run. I told the guy, I said, I don't guarantee it to get out of the shop door. And he said, thank you. Wow. And he's actually he's actually out of Texas where he's from. And uh, so I waved him going to Texas. <laughs> so he called me, told me, he said, I made it home. I said, it's still kind of got a little funny run to it every once in a while. He said, but I got an appointment in the morning at the Dodge store.
0: Have you heard back from him no. yet? No. I told him, I Maybe said, let tomorrow? me know. tomorrow?
8: Yeah, I, I I figure Friday or Monday I, I I'll talk back to him, but but there again, they shouldn't have never did what they did putting both filler caps in the same fuel door. They should have made two doors, one you know, so you got to open physically open up two doors, right? And the problem is the DEF pump hose will go down into the diesel fuel, but the diesel fuel won't go down into the DEFO.
0: Okay, so
8: that's where you people and i figured his wife did it because you know but he said no i did it he said it was me just not paying attention said so i got out and i was on the phone and he said and i reached for the hose and he said wow. Cause i had to fill both of them up so
0: you just cry real big then big alligator tears Boy, i bet yeah he'll be calling, crying that until he gets over and doesn't tell them what happened to it and if they say well okay you know we're gonna You've had it for how many miles? And you it's know, sixteen thousand eight hundred ten miles. And on you it. say we'll drop uh, twenty thousand off of it and mm-hmm. give you fifty-two on uh, the other one. If he yep. gets if he gets over fifty, he'll yeah be doing good. If he gets over forty, he'll probably be smiling big.
8: Yeah, because you know, I and and the problem is the, like the injectors and the rails, they're on national backorder at the moment. Six weeks to get
0: them. Does that tell you something? pain yeah it tells you there's a problem somewhere and now that winter's coming on
8: and look what outside it's been raining for the last seem like 90 days we've had yeah. rain yeah and i bet i in the last three four weeks i bet we put on 40
0: such wiper blades well, that makes sense people don't think about it until they need them no nope.
8: you know as much as rain we had here lately it's been you know it's been rough on them then we had a little bit of freezing rain sleet and stuff like that so that that really worked them over
0: you know what's been good is that uh, we were supposed to get some sleet maybe even some ice and evidently that's out of the forecast now oh really so i'm i'm happy about that if we can get through the whole you know winter without any kind of ice storms i'll be happy i can put up with a little bit of snow and they were calling for an inch here uh, tonight. I think it was really? last week. Not, not anymore. So I'm moving on up yeah. now. It's, it's moving away from us.
8: Did you see up in uh, was it South Dakota, or North Dakota, where they was getting a foot of snow an hour up there here a couple weeks ago?
0: No, I didn't see it. But I've been in, I've been in can, that situation.
8: Can you just imagine snowing that hard? Yes, <laughs> and getting that much snow. At, you know, around here, if we had a foot of snow and in, in, an hour. Well, you the whole be, state you would not would be shut down yeah
0: you'd be shut down for maybe a week yeah because
8: even the highway department them can't get can't no. keep it off
0: road that quick well I mean. up there in north Dakota, they can't keep it off either i mean that's why on the big interstates up there they've got crossing uh gates that they pulled down and yeah. you can't Get you can't go. Yeah, you're, and, you're stuck. and when we was coming home from from South Dakota, when
8: we went and seen the monuments, you'd see a sign. It says, uh, "This is the exit. Get off if the lights are flashing. Yeah. The roads closed. Yep. And it mandatory you get off. But they always get you off somewhere like a truck stop or you know where trucks can get off and set. Because they
0: literally got like what you see at a railroad crossing. Yeah, yeah they got kind of arms you know, goes down. They come down and they close the interstate. Yep you you got to get off and stay someplace and enjoy some <laughs> truck stops coffee for a few hours or, or, or a, a few, few, days. few days. Yeah, a and few then, days. And then you, you drive. If you've never been up in that area, you drive around, and they've got a place that you can hook your truck up to that blows hot air. Through the window. On, through the window and onto your engine. Yep. So that the, they have uh, to the fuel the doesn't gel never start. out. Yeah. yeah, the fuel will gel. And at that point, you're stuck. That's why I don't live up there anymore. Man, I wouldn't want to live it up there. It is cold. When you they know, say it's going to be cold, they're not kidding you.
8: <laughs> yeah, and the thing up there, there ain't no trees to block none of that wind from blowing off, you no know, knocking the wind off
0: of you. Well, you just, know, in North Dakota, what the the state tree is telephone pole, because <laughs> there are no trees in North Dakota. There are
8: kind of like out in West Kansas. Yes. And you see
0: trees, but they ain't but about ten or twelve foot tall. Yeah, you know, st- state state bird in North Dakota is mosquito. <laughs> man just, just telling you there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of reasons why you don't want to move up that way and why a lot of people don't
8: well that's like when we was in colorado we we stayed this north of colorado springs and when it started getting close to dark you went inside
0: yeah because they mosquitoes would take tote you off there are parts in in alaska oh i've I been there part of this in the early spring and the, the mosquitoes spawn that they, they will tell you as you're in your tent if you turn a light on in there it'll sound like it's raining outside it's not it's the mosquitoes Hitting. trying to get into you hey fresh meat let's get him <laughs> i'm looking at russ he's sitting there Ooh, wouldn't like that Nine, no brother
1: i know all about it because i went up and i paddled <laughs> into into canada in and uh when i went up to charles l summers as a boy scout
0: what did you guys smear all over yourself to try to keep as it be- much
1: deet as heavy as possible? <laughs> yeah.
0: So you don't look like one big mosquito bite on your whole yeah, body? Pretty
1: much. You, I mean, if you get bit, you might as well just forget about it and, and go on.
0: Take, a, what, take a, a, how many gallons of. Uh, Suck it antih- up, Buttercup. And a histamine that you can pour on you and rub on you, kind of kill the itch. A little bit.
8: kill the scratching.
0: All right. Let me remind you PI Roofing Home Solutions now excited to announce that they've acquired Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services. And if you've been a customer of Tommy's, you can rest assured the PI Roofing team is planning to continue providing the highest quality gutter cleaning services at a great value to you. Uh, Also, with the recent purchase by PI Roofing Home Solutions, customers of Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services now... Can expect to get more, because along with bringing you high-quality gutter cleaning services, the team at PI Roofing also offers comprehensive roofing and home repair expertise. Been telling you that for years, 15 to be exact. Learn more. Just go to piroofing.com. All right, let's finish up uh, this uh, half hour. Duck is here. Joe is not. Joe is uh, back at the garage. He's been uh, crippled. This <laughs> crew has by the flu, and I'm hearing this stuff is pretty nasty stuff again this year. Yeah, they say I, got my, I got my flu shot. I'm hoping that if I do end up with the flu, at least it won't be as bad as it could have been. Yeah, I took mine back earlier in the year. My doctor just absolutely requires it for me.
8: Well, to me, with my situation, that's what they tell me every time. You need – I took the flu shot and the pneumonia shot. Yeah,
0: I did that too. That new pneumonia, I got to go back again in another probably about – Three or four months and get the secondary shot. That, second dose of it. Yeah, and then you don't have to get it anymore. Did you know that? Uh-uh. I didn't know that you can't, don't have to keep re- repeating it. I figured you have if to repeat a, it for something else or something. I thought you would need a booster at least, but uh, yep. that's not the case. I'm going to have to get Doc Yamauchi on and have him talk about flu season because it's getting to be that time when it's cold and rainy like it is today. This is when it, it, you – you just start feeling bad. I just got to look outside and I start feeling bad. <laughs> so that's the way I feel as far as that goes. We got about 15 seconds. A, you wanted to talk about those, uh, you want to talk about wiper blades when we come back. Yeah, we'll do that uh, when we get back. Okay, so let's deal with that. Right now, though, we got the news coming your way. Let's find out what's happening. The uh, government's still shut down. Not a bad thing. Good. More news coming your way now. All right, back and uh, first show for... 2019 going on, and uh, Joe can't be here because a lot of people are down with the flu over at his place. I was going to stop by and see him tomorrow. I think I'll stay away until he <laughs> washes Chicken. it down with pure bleach. Chicken. And then I might go back and <laughs> do that. But but Duck is here, and uh, he and I have been talking. You were going to talk about wiper blades.
8: Yeah. You know, everybody knows it's been raining for the last two weeks, and if you need wiper blades, go buy one of the the you know one of the bumper to bumper certified centers. And just walk in, and say, "Hey, I need wiper blades." We keep them all in stock. If we ain't got them, we can have them there in a few minutes. We'll be more than welcome to put them on your vehicle for you and just charge you for the blades and send you on your way. But a good wiper blade, Dave, is fairly expensive. You know that by what yeah. you buy. You know, you'll spend $35 for a set of good wiper blades. They're expensive now, not you know, like it used to be. But, you know, you can buy some of them that's $3 and $4 of a wiper blade, but you're buying a $3 or $4 wiper blade. You know, you're better off going and buy you a good one. And it don't matter if you do buy the good ones. Seven, make months, you're going gonna to need to replace them again because they do wear out. It's kind of like, like the tires on your car. You know, when you're going across the dry windshield, they're going to eat them up, so... You know, but wiper blades right now, you need to make sure you put the windshield washer fluid yep. that says it's good to zero below. Yep. Because if you bust that reservoir tank, you're looking at four or $500 getting get replaced. Expensive. Bad expensive. And, yeah, because
0: sometimes you guys got to pull a bumper off
8: or a side panel to get to it. Yeah, I've had to pull the inner fender and everything got to get to it. Crazy. The whole front bumper cover like on, A. Yep. Like on some of these Ford cars and Chevrolet cars, Nissan Nissan's a world worse. You got to pull the whole front bumper and the bumper housing behind it off to replace it. You know, it, it, you know. Which, if you look, they didn't have no other place to put it, Dave. They, they had to put it down there, to, and then they run a kind of like a funnel deal up there to it, where you know to fill it up at. But you know, just make sure when you do buy it, make sure it does say zero temperature on it for right now.
0: Typically, it won't be blue. Well, it's they like got – purple or, or Well, they or got pink. blue
8: now, too, that's the oh, zero they? blow. Yeah. They,
0: they, they always trying to fool you.
8: Yeah. They got some orange <laughs> out there now, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, just make sure if you do, make sure that you do buy it, you know. Uh, heater cores, I bet in the last three or four weeks, I bet we put six, seven heater cores in because they've – That's
0: know, not cheap either. No. No
8: well two of them was in a well one was in a dodge truck and it's about eight hours to replace it
0: yeah because you to pull the whole freaking dashboard out
8: yep and this was a dodge truck and it's got the console all in the middle you start behind the seats you pull the seats and then you start behind it to get them out but did you hear that pull the seats yep how crazy is that but that's the way they made them they hang them on a string through the windshield yeah, and build a car around them
0: but you always say <laughs> i'm i'm not arguing with you no no that's it, just the way it is i mean know? i i replaced uh what was it It was an oldsmobile 88 that's what it was back when i was in college i swore from that moment <laughs> on i would never ever do it again and, and dave think of this ford truck
8: they had one back in the late 80s to early 90s before they went to the new Ford body style, the old square Ford body style, mm-hmm. you could drop the glove box down, take eight screws out, panel falls off, heater core falls out, put the new heater core in it. 30 minutes, you could have the heater core out, back in, full antifreeze, and ready to go. In 30, 45 minutes at the Not most. Not any longer. No. No. They decided, yeah, that's too easy.
0: So what's the easiest thing to work on now in a car? Nothing. Or is, I was going to say, Nothing. or is there anything? just Everything get the radio difficult. out
8: if you pull the radio out a lot of times you got to reprogram it with a computer right you know uh t- t- you know like you put a uh a, a mode door actuator in the heater you got to program it you got to you got to tell it where it's at and then program it and then it learns itself these new vehicles they all got electronic steering on it.
0: electric steering they call it the center of the steering wheel you do it with a computer I mean, you know. Well, that's why I don't try to do anything on my car anymore. But if something happens, I call Joe. When can I get it in yep. and and take it over? Because I'll tell you what: even if I probably could fix it, it wouldn't be my worth my time to fix it. Well, plus I may not be able to fix it because I don't have the computers.
8: Well, just think about the little antenna on the back of yours. You know, you no. was telling me and Joe that day. I can't get no signal when I get out. Yeah, you know, and then. <laughs>
0: then joe asked you is it broke off yeah it's gone just you know you got to drop the headliner down to put that in yep that's that's one of my next things that i got to do after i drop an engine in it but uh yeah i won't worry about it it's kind of nice to drive around with somebody else's car because i can sit and listen to 101 now would you, know? you rent you a car or something no i uh, uh rd was good enough to oh. it gave me a i don't know what year it is but uh was it scion 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 and it's kind of like driving around in a big old diet diet uh, coke can or whatever but nothing against it those 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 tires got to be pretty cheap those ain't are big small. As minute. Yeah, they ain't big as a minute. I know. They're just little tiny things. I walk up to it and I and I tower over it. But I'll tell you this you open up the door. Once it, you get in, you got of plenty room. of leg room. Once you get in, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of room in that car. I was really surprised. Yeah, people,
8: it, it, they'll surprise you nowadays because they've made them where they got plenty of leg room. You know, used to you got in a little Nissan and your knees was up in your chest because. No, no,
0: hanging on my ears.
8: Yeah, because, you know, that's just the way it was, you know, <laughs> when you got in them. I
0: mean, but, it was crazy but there again you know uh and you can't miss it by the way if you see one and it's really really bright yellow that's me (laughs) (laughs) that's me bright yellow i'm not a guy that would ever have a yellow car but i've got one right now probably will until the beginning of next week you can see me coming from a long way away. Yellow
8: banana coming down yeah, the road.
0: Absolutely. Definitely. Hey, hey
8: Russ, we're gonna rename him Yellow Banana. <laughs> yellow feller. Yeller feller. There you go. That's
0: that yellow feller.
8: But yeah. you know, right now it's it's winter's on us and so if you know, if you've not had your antifreeze check, which Dave, you know this and I know this, most new cars, you know, unless they've sprung a water lake or something, they're fine. Yeah. But when my guys service vehicles, when they come to my shop, and Joe, I know this for a fact Joe's, we all check your antifreeze. Make sure you're around here. If you're 25 below, you're great. You don't know, have to know, worry. Yeah. You get on up in, you know, on up in Yankee land somewhere, you need to have it around 40 to 50 below zero because there is some days up there when it gets that cold. You know, when the wind gets uh, yeah, blowing yeah. 45 miles. North yeah.
0: Dakota, I seen real air temperature not wind chill real air temperature 47 below zero that's too cold and then with the wind chill 72 73 below zero you 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 were told to stay indoors you (laughs) get your
8: your, your skin skin, your your skin freeze yeah quickly too you know any exposed skin is going to be froze solid shortly you know and but you know i i told somebody i said you know i I, i'm proud to live in arkansas
0: i love arkansas (laughs) you
8: know if you don't like the weather just hang around it'll change here shortly
0: <laughs> yeah we we got climate change happening here in this daily state, i can tell you it, yeah it it, it does a thing okay i just checked my weather again so everybody can know that uh, it's looking like to me there is no chance of snow or ice all the way through uh, monday a week Thank goodness! So I'm I'm all about that. If we can go all year, the rest of the year without any ice, I'm going to be a happy. And that goes along for the end of this year too. Yeah, uh, we can just boy, I can be happy. They're saying on the fifth, it's supposed to be 62 degrees. They're saying Let's see it's the fifth. Yeah, 61, 62 on Sunday, sunny skies. Sounds like maybe spring is getting here early. Well, we was out in the yard
8: yesterday, man. Her. She had me digger up some more cedar trees up at Hardy, so I brought them home. We was out there yesterday burying them, and uh, I walked by her her uh, buttercups, and they're up out of the ground about two inches.
0: Already yep. breaking ground. Yep.
8: They're already and up out of the ground. pretty and, amazing. And she said, do you think these cedar trees live? I said, yeah, as long as you keep water on them. Yes, I said, they're kind of dormant right now. They're still greenish red color, but... Uh-huh. But I put three of them out in the front yard, and I had to wade water to get in there to bury them because my front yard is <laughs> like a swamp when it's this rainy.
0: That's the way it is for my house. I sit up on a hill. I'm not at the top of the ridge. I'm kind of like halfway down. And so I get everybody's rain from the top, comes through my yard. You get down to the front of my yard on the left side, and it's the way the, the water runs and it's like a swamp down there right now you can't you better be wearing boots because it's gonna you're gonna sink when you get down there
8: well the old guy that, that that lived right there by me he he was a kid and grew up around there and he said my front yard used to be a creek down through there nah so and that you know they went in and made a yard out of it but well me yeah, for, i, me I get for easy plenty, digging. i get plenty of yard well it's it's got uh he used to raise a garden out there he lived in this house I live in, and uh for about two and a half foot deep it's brown good dark brown dirt because mm-hmm. it's been put leaves on it horse horse manure he he had a buddy that had a horse stalled over turn
0: it up and everything and okay. he would
8: go over every year and get four or five truckloads of horse manure and then take a tractor and till it all in i right,
0: bet that smelled good during the springtime
8: but it all it <laughs> grows it, it grows good flowers out there so
0: i bet you it does
8: and it grows good grass too because i had to mow that junk every
0: week yeah that's not a bad thing that's but, not bad i live on cabin where everything's clay well the rest of my yard's white rocks <laughs>
8: it's got a little bit of dirt on it and the rest of us all the, every time it rains they grow
0: and the rocks have rocks yeah, yeah mine. that's where yeah. my yard is they, they multiply
8: well. every time it rains they some Definitely. more pop up out of the ground and then i had to go through and gather them all up carry them out there and put them by the fence row
0: all right so we've had a lot of things to talk about today not necessarily about cars but that's okay let's uh let's talk a little bit about bumper to bumper They're starting a new year. This is their 100th anniversary year. That is an amazing, amazing story.
8: And basically still family owned, Dave.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're not not, uh, on
8: the stock market or anything. They're they're family owned. And they got Motocraft, they got AC Delco. Uh, they got standard you know carter you know was standard you know we got light clutches we you know we have any kind of parts you basically need they have they got a warehouse over here off of roosevelt
0: yep that's my one of my favorite places to eat as well yeah bj's is just closer that's the only reason you <laughs> go to bj's
8: <laughs> but the, they got a warehouse over at full you got jerry rocher you got james you got you know all them people if we need help we pick the phone up and call them, and they help us, you know, and, and uh I deal through an independent jobber which's down in Benton which is Dickie down at Evans Automotive and they all take good care of us. Joe deals with Kathy over here in North Little Rock and she takes good care of him and Gary Henry he he deals through Dickie down there with me. We all they're all just super nice people and they go out of our way to help us to make sure that we have the part to fix your car when we need it not that hey we can have it in a couple of days now there is occasionally that that they don't have something they have to get it for us but very often do they say hey i, I can
0: have you this well i think we can probably say pretty safely that if they don't have it nobody else in the area probably has it no, either no it's something that's oddball mm-hmm. or something that they just
8: just come out with and they you know they hadn't hadn't released a patent on it yet or whatever but but
0: that know, means you get in you get fixed, your car gets fixed, and you're out of the stall and get your car back as fast as possible. And,
8: and most people don't realize a shop real estate is expensive. You know, if I, you know, if you got a car, a, a vehicle sitting there for two or three days, and you can't get another vehicle in that spot, it's cost – I mean, it's not only cost my customer time out of his vehicle. It's costing you money. But it's cost me money because i got to wait. you know and that stall is is tied up until I get it back out again you know it's whether it's me or Joe or Gary Henry or Henry Atkins or any of us we all have this you know to try to get it in and out as quick as we can sometimes it don't work out that way but you know that's our strive to get you in our shop get you took care of get you repaired get you going back out and we do that through bumper to bumper Dave bumper to bumper is the one that makes that happen for us Um, you know you, you just can't beat the people they're just great
0: people that's why they're bumper to bumper certified service centers. All right, get a break. Come back, and we'll finish it up uh, for our first show of 2019. All right, so we're going to end or start 2019 the way we ended 2018. We have a wet and dry vac to give away. <laughs> You know, we kept this place in business that we given these wet drying packs away. If you want one, if you're looking for one, what number caller you want to use there, Russ? Number five. He said number five. Man, so. he's feeling generous. Yeah, today. he is. Looking to be the fifth caller. Eight two three zero nine six five. Eight two three zero nine six five. This comes with a. Uh, A wet and dry vac, a five-gallon bucket to catch uh, the water or whatever it is you're trying to pick up, and you can also use it as a leaf blower or whatever.
8: Yep. Yeah, you can turn the hose and put it on the other side and blow out, you know, blow leaves out.
0: You can fill up, uh, you go to the lake or whatever, fill up uh, inflatables, all that kind of stuff.
8: So, Dave, let's discuss something. Okay. I had one of my customer friends. She's a lady. She called me. She said, Hey. I started to work this morning and said, my car is making a squealing noise. Sounds like a belt. I said, well, has it been setting all weekend? She said, well, yeah, it's been setting since the day before Christmas. I hadn't drove it. So she, I tell her, I said, stop, get out and look at the rotors and see if they're rusted over. So she sends me a picture. They're okay. rusted real bad. She said, what am I going to do? I said, keep driving. It'll burn it off here in a little bit. So she lives in Benton. She works up here in Little Rock. So by almost to her work, she called me. She said, the noise went away it just clean the rust off of it you're fine now mm-hmm. if you've had a vehicle and it's been sitting for four or five days with all the moisture we've had in the air flying in the rain
0: they will rust that's amazing it does it that quickly though.
8: they'll rust overnight i've seen them rust overnight with a okay, okay. and uh, you know but if you did have that problem just drive it a little bit if they don't shut up then come by and see one of us and let's talk to kevin
0: kevin how you doing how I'm you great. doing how today? You? we're doing Wonderful. fantastic where are you from brother little rock from little rock well we've got one of these wet dry vacs for you uh where are they going to pick it up at there Doug?
8: 408 watson street in benton arkansas
3: it's okay. evans I
0: auto motors
8: county do i now
3: I said I actually live in Saline County, but I got a Little rocket dress, so yeah. it looks confusing. Just go by mm-hmm. there
8: and see see uh, Mike or or Dickie or uh, Paul, one of them, and they'll they'll get you took care of. But you got to have your picture ID to show it to them.
3: I'll do it. Yeah. All right, man. What
8: kind of car do you drive?
3: I've got a No Nine F One Fifty.
8: You've had good service
3: out of it. It's been a great truck. It's I, I've had very little problems out
0: of it. so. How many miles on it? About $196,000. right. Almost so got me, it broken. Let me just ask, all right? If it if you broke the crankshaft tomorrow, <laughs> would you put another engine in it instead of going out and taking up a car payment every month?
3: Most likely. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I rest
0: the my case. The cost,
7: Thank you much.
0: Th- all right. You have a Thank good you. one. Thank you for calling in. Yeah. I rest my case. And I know, I'm putting Dave. it in. I'm putting it in my Acadia. <laughs> well. He's going to do it. I guess I'm going a- all right. Andy wants to talk to you. What's up, hey, you Andy? Do-
8: hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I've got a, got a 2011 Ford F-150 King Ranch. It's got about 160000 on it. It's uh, got the 5.0 engine. It's It's doing that lifter thing. It's ticking pretty good, and I'm just
3: thinking about just dropping another engine in it.
8: Probably with that many miles, Andy, you probably would be smart because when you get tore down into it, you're going to find the camshaft ate up. You're going to find the timing components all wore out in it. You're going to find, most likely, the head ate up on it. So usually that's what I do with them. I just put a motor in them.
2: How do I contact you to get this process
3: started?
8: 501-607-1965. 607-1965. Thank you, sir. That's my cell phone. When I get off there, just give me a holler, and I'll talk to you about it.
0: Okay, man. Thank you. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, 823-0965. We've got about two minutes. If you want to get a question in, call right now, 823-0965. I should have said that earlier, and I didn't, so forgive me. It's the start of the year. We're getting slow, Dave. Yeah, I'm getting old. What can I say? I'm getting old. Not really. But, I'm, I'm looking better all the time. I'm, I keep getting thinner and thinner because I'm losing hey, weight. Looking good.
8: They finally told me I can start walking on a treadmill again. Good for you. They told me the other day, he said starting January the 15th. So I'm going to start walking again after that, and I'm going to – since i've gained so much weight while i've been sick so
0: i'm gonna try to get it all back off again i actually had somebody here at the station today ross come up and say dave if you get any thinner you're gonna have to run around in the shower to get wet <laughs> and i said and they said well how much you weigh now and i said a little over 180 i'm going down to 170 and they said you're going to disappear." are you no, still on the, the
8: the diet you was on
0: or? not it's not it's just not a diet i just don't eat anything after eight o'clock and i don't eat anything the next day until about 11 so you know i've gone about 16 hours then without eating so i've gone more see, than, the problem I am, i'm a diabetic well i'm the same way but i just don't you know but i take shots though no i don't have to do that see i'm good i'm good there if i ever have to start taking shots i won't be able to do it anymore but it was like i'm not kidding you, that fasting thing, intermittent fasting or whatever they call it, it's like the weight just fell off me. I lost 50 pounds in 2018. It's amazing. Yep. That's now good. I want to lose another 15. So I'm expecting next week. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's going to disappear before too long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not kidding.
0: So you're going to puff and blow away, huh? Yeah. That's the way, way it's going to happen. That's the way it's going to do. I want to get down uh i will literally well right now i weigh less than i did my senior year in high school really yeah i weighed 190 in high school and i was a pitcher so you wanted to be a little bulky buffed up you know so you could throw that fastball like i had but uh not now i don't need it any longer just don't need that so what's up for 2019 for you what's your what's your big deal you got about 30 seconds to tell me
8: you know one thing's coming up in uh, the first saturday in june will be a car show again that's right and it all gets donated to uh, ronald mcdonald house you know just won't keep everybody out in conway again it's gonna be at
0: conway uh that way if it rains like moses or uh, noah's time we will be okay yep and we're gonna try to have a little more food trucks out there this year
8: me and joe's gonna go around visiting and see if we can't get us about four food trucks to come up here and supply us but Sounds good. Does everybody keep it on your calendar? It's the first Saturday in June.
0: There you got it. All right. Duck, have a good week. We'll you see too, you next You too, Dave. Time. Thank you. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about who do you think the Democrats want to run for president? You won't believe it when I tell you. Just started a new pot of coffee. Make it through the final hour of the show today. It's 2019. We made it through another trip around the sun good for us huh how about that satellite that we've got that's out there in space right now did you hear about this uh russ that satellite sent back signals four billion miles beyond pluto it's incredible absolutely incredible sent back a picture evidently that of a, some planet it went by, or celestial object of some kind, and it looked like a brownish red snowman. <laughs> That's the best they got. That's what they said. Uh, no no, uh, no life. Nobody, there wasn't a bunch of people waving flags or holding up signs saying, hey, been too long, wish we'd seen you sooner. A former executive editor of the New York Times says the paper's news pages, the home of its straight news coverage, have become, quote, unmistakably anti-Trump, unquote. In fact, this is, this is coming out right now. Have you seen, been seeing all of the New York Times ads on television trying to get you to subscribe to their newspaper? This is not going to help their uh, cause, believe me. Jill Abramson, the veteran journalist who led the newspaper from 2011 to 2014, says the Times has a financial incentive to bash the president and that the imbalance is helping to erode its credibility in a soon-to-be-published book. I'm going to have to try to get this lady on. Merchants of Truth that casts a skeptical eye on the news business. Abramson defends the Times in some ways, but offers some harsh words for her successor, Dean Barquet. And Abramson, who was the paper's only female executive editor until her firing, invokes Steve Bannon's slam that in the Trump era, the mainstream media have become the, quote, opposition party. I mean, that's no news to us. We've known this now since the president became the president. Uh, the mainstream media does not like him. They hate him. They publish all kinds of, uh, you know, fake news because they don't want him to succeed at all. Not not a Not a, you know, little tiny bit. Though uh, Barkay said publicly he didn't want the Times to be the opposition party, his newspaper pages were unmistakably anti-Trump, Abramson writes, adding that she believes the same is true of who else? Who else would you think they would talk about? The other rag out there, the Washington Post. Some headlines contained raw opinion, as did some of the stories that were labeled as news analysis. What's more, she says, citing legendary uh, 20th century publisher Adolf Ochs, quote, the more anti-Trump the Times was perceived to be, the more it was mistrusted for being biased. The vow to cover the news without fear or favor sounded like an impossible promise in such a polarized environment, unquote. Abertson describes a generational split at the Times with younger staffers, many of them in digital jobs, favoring an unrestrained assault on the presidency. You can say that is the death of journalism right there. And uh, the more woke staff thought that urgent times called for urgent measures. The dangers of Trump's presidency obviated the old standards, he says. The more woke the staff was when, in fact, they don't realize That you're asleep in killing things. Trump claims he's keeping the failing times in business, an obvious exaggeration, but the former editor acknowledges a Trump bump that saw digital subscriptions during the first six months in office jump by six hundred thousand to more than two million. Given its mostly liberal audience, there was an implicit financial reward for the Times in running lots of Trump stories, almost all of them negative. They drove big traffic numbers and, despite the blip of cancellations after the election, inflated subscription orders to levels no one anticipated. The Times has long faced accusations of liberal bias even before Trump got into politics and became its harshest critic. But Aberson's words carry special weight because she is also a former Times-Washington bureau chief and Wall Street Journal correspondent specializing in investigative journalism. has said that Trump's attacks on the press are, quote, out of control, unquote, and that it is important to use the word quote, quote, lie when the president tells a clear untruth. In Merchants of Truth, the Business of News and Fight for Facts, Aberson praised as brave and right Barkay's decision to run that headline when Trump abandoned his birtherism attacks on Barack Obama. Trump gives up a lie but refuses to repent. Aberson, who had her share of clashes with Barkay, when he was her managing editor, sheds light on a 2016 episode when he held off on publishing a story that would have linked the Trump campaign with Russian attempts to influence the election. Liz Spade, then the Times public editor, wrote that the paper, which concluded that more evidence was needed, appeared too timid in not running the piece produced by a team that included reporter Eric Leichblau. Uh, he sees that this scolding Abramson says and he emailed Lichbaugh quote I hope your colleagues rip you a new blank blank he wrote that the most disturbing thing about Spade's column was that there was information that came from very confidential very difficult conversations we had about whether or not to publish the back channel information I guess I'm disappointed that this ended up in print it is hard for a journalist to complain when confidential information goes public. That's what we do for a living, after all. But I'll admit that you may find me less than open, less willing to invite debate the next time we have a hard decision to make. And the, these are the people that complain about politicians not willing to talk to them because that information gets leaked out in the press into the public. And here's the same guy who says, but I admit that you may find me less open and less uh, willing to invite debate the next time we have a hard decision to be made. So what do you think the politicians feel? Averton is critical of Trump as well. She calls his fake news attacks a cheap way of trying to undermine the credibility of the Times reporting and something to be accepted as truth only by liberals and urban cosmopolitan areas. That's the only people that do, sweetheart. That's just the way it is. The Times, which broke the story of Hillary Clinton's private email server, also made some bad judgment calls and blew its Clinton coverage out of proportion, she said. She says, Clinton was wary of me, mishandled the scandal, and was secretive to the point of being paranoid. So what was new? What's new about that? That's the way Hillary has been that way since she was first lady in Arkansas. Abramson is candid in acknowledging her faults, when then publisher Arthur uh, Salzberger was considering promoting her to the top job, he told her over lunch, everyone knows there's a good Jill and a bad Jill. The big question for me is which one will see if you become executive editor. She admitted to him that, quote, I could be self-righteous when I felt unheard. I interrupted. I didn't listen enough, unquote. Sounds like Schumer. It was a heated battle. With him, uh, with Barkay, Barquet led to ouster in 2014. He was furious upon learning that she was trying to recruit another top journalist who would share the managing editor's title. Averson says she replied, Arthur, uh, I've devoted my entire career to telling the truth, and I won't agree to this press release. I'm going to say I've been fired because they wanted her to say that she resigned. Her final judgment? i was a less than stellar manager but i also had been judged by an unfair double standard applied to many women leaders sounds like a cop out at the very end there now doesn't it all right so uh who are they saying should be the democrats number one uh nominee for running for president i'll tell you who that is and uh you know, I'll tell you about uh, Mayor Kumo or Governor Kumo, pardon me, in New York saying that New York is going to lead the nation with their progressive agenda. So, in other words, what they're saying is get out of New York as fast as you can. Taxes are going up. Hey, did you know there's 567 different ways to claim your Social Security benefits and a 2728 rules in the Social Security handbook? Well, that's true. And to make matters worse, your own government has told the Social Security Administration it is actually forbidden to offer you any personalized advice. So you're totally on your own. So uh, it's no wonder why as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. Learn how you could wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits in the up-to-date 2018 Guide to Social Security. It's from David Lucas, host of the David Lucas Show, right here on 101.1 FM. The answer to get your free uh, guide to Social Security. Be one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690. You don't want to leave tens of thousands of dollars on the table. Get back every nickel that is rightfully yours. Call 501 501- 653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com Alright, I, uh, I told you I would give you the name of the person uh, a lot of Democrats are saying should be the guy uh, Okay, I, I just blew it some of it. It's going to be a male. Uh, a guy that should run be their nominee in 2020. And uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was a guy who uh, threw the name out there in, in front of everybody. And it's uh, it happened a day after focusing on national themes in an inauguration speech that uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said former Vice President Joe Biden, Uncle Joe, crazy Uncle Joe, would be the Democrat Party's most credible candidate in the 2020 race for the White House. Okay, now I'm going to read another paragraph from this story that uh, came out from uh, the Wall Street Journal. And when you hear this, you can probably dis <laughs> you could probably disclaim this whole story because wait till you hear what his strong point is. Of all the names that are out there, I think Joe Biden has the best case," said Cuomo a Democrat starting his third term uh, today. And he said this during a radio interview, and I'm quoting directly from Kumo. Check this out, Russ. This is why he thinks Joe Biden is the man to run in 2020. I think Joe Biden has the best case because he brings the most of the secret ingredient you need to win for a democrat it's like like secret sauce at McDonald's I guess he's got this secret ingredient you know what it is Russ you want to take a guess credibility (laughs) (laughs) you should (laughs) Russ just looked at him this is credulous look like what yeah that's what he said he said that I think Joe Biden has the best case because he brings the most of the secret ingredient you need to win for a Democrat, (laughs) which is credibility. Unquote. Mr. Biden appeared with Democratic candidates around the country in last year's election cycle and has said that he's still discussing a presidential bid with his family. Mr. Cuomo said he would not run for president in 2020. So the governor said he's calling for unity, and he faulted President Trump and his uh, administration for sowing division. Mr. Cuomo said again that accomplishment and experience are more important than rhetoric for politicians, a quality he ascribes to both himself and Mr. Biden. So Cuomo says he won't run for president, but he doesn't say he wouldn't run for vice president. So a Biden, Kumo, President, you think that might happen? I don't know. The two men have a long-standing relationship. Biden spoke in May uh, at the New York State Democratic Committee Convention as it nominated Mr. Kumo over Cynthia Nixon for the governorship. In 2015, Biden visited New York to offer his condolences to Mr. Kumo as he mourned his father, former Governor Mario Cuomo, that same year, Mr. Cuomo traveled to Delaware to pay uh, his respects after the death of Beau Biden, the former vice president's son. As Democrats split between Hillary Clinton and U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders as their 2016 presidential nominee, Mr. Cuomo in 2015 said that a late entry into the race by Mr. Biden would be a good thing. So today's statement came in response to a question. Where did this happen? It came from a question about U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts who created a presidential exploratory committee uh, earlier this week on Monday. Mr. Cuomo didn't address her likely impending campaign other than to say, quote, I think there's going to be a big field, unquote. That's kind of like saying the 800-pound gorilla in the, uh, in the the uh, in the room. A big field is an understatement for the folks that are going to be running as far as that goes. So uh, NASA, I was talking about this just a moment ago, and an AP story just popped up on my smartphone, so let me give you this. A NASA spacecraft, 4 billion, billion, that's with a B, miles from Earth, yielded its first close-up. Pictures, Wednesday, of the most distant celestial object ever explored, depicting what looks like a reddish snowman. Ultima Thule, as the small ice object has been dubbed, was found to consist of two fused-together spheres, one of them three times bigger than the other, extending about 21 miles in length. NASA's New Horizons, the spacecraft that sent back pictures of Pluto three and a half years ago, swept past the ancient mysterious object early on New Year's Day. It is one billion miles beyond Pluto. Tuesday, based on early fuzzy images taken the day before, scientists called Ultima Thule. Resembling a bowling pin, but when better, closer pictures arrived, a new consensus, consensus emerged saying the bowling pin is gone. It's a snowman, said the lead uh, scientist Alan Stern from John Hopkins University's Applied Physics Laboratory, home to Mission Control and Laurel. The bowling pin image is so 2018. The celestial body was nicknamed Ultima Thule, meaning beyond the known world, before scientists could say for sure whether it was one object or two. With the arrival of the photos, they are now calling the bigger sphere Ultima and the smaller one Thule. (laughs) Don't you love that artist? What now?
1: Say Name that artist.
0: No, give oh, like me one more need. time. I don't know. Oh, that's uh,
1: oh, t- uh, the
0: Captain and Tennille, huh? Tell to me once
1: again. The Captain's
0: dead. That, according to the latest. Wow! If you're gonna play now, if you're gonna play their songs, you got to play Muskrat Love. <laughs> I know, but I
1: figured this would go over. That a was their letter. biggest a little Zamfir for you right
0: now. Biggest hit. All time biggest hit. That's uh what was her name? Captain Tony Teneal. Tony Teneal, yeah. Alright. Is that Sam Fier playing the <laughs> No, that is that is Daryl <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. I just wondering. Alright, gotta get a break in. News is next. I give everybody
1: doing the, town
0: the okay and to start screaming at the top right of their voices.
1: If the <laughs>
0: you're over fifty-five, you might you may start screaming must right so now as we heard this song so many, so many times. Do the jitterbug at it. I still don't know what this, they this song is all about. Do you have any idea what this song is about? I have no Daryl Dragon has died. All right. We just, he's not the first in 2019, though. I'll let Russ talk about that in a moment. Did you did you remember playing this on a on a popular music station, and you just got done playing, you know, something like, uh, something from uh, the Motor City Madman, like Cat Stretch Fever, and followed it up. With a jingle and then the song?
1: If I did, I'd have shot myself. <laughs> I'm just saying,
0: holy cow. This was a huge, huge hit. Is Zamfir in this one, too? Don't they have some of that kind of music in this one? No, he's not playing. Oh, no, it's the, it's the the dragon playing the keyboard.
1: Yeah, he's playing the keyboard.
0: Now. Goes as they yeah, see, we've gone from tickling so up a fancy to, to up against the wall. <laughs> Look at Any Music like has, has not gotten better. Let's just put it that go. way.
6: <laughs> and jangin jangin
0: okay, I got to stop that. I'm It's going to form a brain tumor. Stop. All right, with that said, <laughs> let's... Turn back to Russ. Somebody was the first death of 20... 20- Somebody's got to be the first I don't president.
1: know. I got. I, I can't verify that he was the first death of, of two thousand nine. Well,
0: he was the first kind of big name.
1: Yeah, well, I can't even verify that it was in 2009. <laughs> it may have been on the 31st. Okay. Uh, but Mean Gene Ogreland, who was the
0: interviewer of all interviewers of the WWE. He was so good. I mean, he really was. He was really good. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. You know, he'd, he'd be talking to, you know, the natural man. He'd be talking to, you know, Randy and say, well, Randy, what do you think? Harold Dream <laughs> And Gene, what was good about Gene? He'd stand there with that stoic, straight. He played the straight man perfectly. He knew it was all a bunch of hooey. but. <laughs> but he was good at just of never laughing did you did you ever see him laugh i never saw him laugh
1: i mean never once saw him laugh he played it straight man Federation here we go champion, Hulk Hogan, you proved it to thousands
2: and thousands of
5: fans not only here tonight in madison square garden but throughout the wrestling world you know some meeting they proved it to themselves all i ask WWE to stand behind the holster, And I told him I'd bring the USA. You know something, I me, Gene? It is the dream of a lifetime daddy. Oh. And you know something? I can't imagine this. is like going to the mountaintop a thousand times over. I feel the energy. Hulkamania is running worldwide. And it just turns me on, me, Gene. And I felt every one of those 25, 30-plus thousand people with me standing behind me all the way. And it felt great. Well, you have arrived, Hulk. you have never <laughs> seen anything as beautiful as this, me, Gene. This belt is part of yours, too. It's everybody out there. Oh, man. oh, oh what a, oh. 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 oh, oh, Like Andre the Giant congratulating the new heavyweight champion of the world.
4: That's, so That's nice of you. I'm really proud of you. I'm you, Bob. Ivan Kutsky. Okay,
2: hey, how
5: I'm
2: proud of you, Jack. Very good, huh? Can okay, you ready?
0: All right, wait, that's enough of that. <laughs> over the top. Yes, it was. It's just over the top, but I love it. If you if you're into wrestling, man, that's just that's just music to your ears. That is not muskrat love. I'm just telling you.
1: Oh, definitely not.
0: <laughs> I'd love it. That that was the first WrestleMania, wasn't it? That was the one in held in the Detroit uh they're in Detroit at the Superdome, one, or not the um, New Orleans, but, in, yeah, up in the Pontiac Superdome up there. I believe so. Yeah, crazy. Now, this is kind of creepy. Depending on how paranoid you are, you got new research from Stanford and Google, and it's either terrifying or fascinating. Now, you know I believe that sooner or later Skynet's coming, Russ. We've We've talked about this. When you start,
1: you got your. I I see you've got your your ten pyramid on top of your head.
0: Yeah, kind of. You know, I look if you're if you're building machines so they can fix themselves, and you're and you're trying to get to artificial intelligence that machines can independently think themselves, then you get this: a machine learning agent that was intended to transform aerial images into street maps and back was found to be cheating. Let me say that again. Was found to be cheating (laughs) by hiding information that it would need later in a, quote, nearly imperceptible high-frequency signal. So, uh, they, they, they were like, oh, that's kind of interesting. The intention of the researchers was, as you can guess, to accelerate and improve the process of turning sal- satellite imagery into Google's famously accurate maps. To that end, the team was working with what's called a cycle GAN, which is a neutral network. Now, if you understand this, you're a lot better than I am. It's a, Is it a
1: neutral network or a neural network?
0: No, neutral. A neutral network that learns to transform images of type X and Y into one another as efficiently yet accurately as possible through a great deal of experimentation. In some of their early result, results, the agent was doing well, suspiciously well, What tipped the team off was that when the agent reconstructed aerial photographs from its street maps, there were lots of details that didn't seem to be on the ladder at all. For instance, skylights on a roof that were eliminated in the process of creating the street map would magically reappear when they asked the agent to do the reverse process. The intention was for the agent to be able to interpret the features of either type of map and match them to the correct features of the other. But what the agent was actually being graded on was how close an aerial map was to the original and the clarity of the street map. So it could literally lie about what it was doing and why it was doing it. Kind of uh, spooky. If you ask me, and then uh, this uh, new story that uh, came out from The Guardian, take it for what it's worth since it comes from The Guardian, Chang 4 is a Chinese spacecraft which would become the first ever to land on the far side of the moon, this is what happened tomorrow. In a milestone for human space exploration, the China National Space Administration is aiming to land the craft in the unexplored South Pole, Atkin Basin, the largest, oldest, deepest crater on the moon's surface. The robotic probe, Change 4, entered an elliptical path around the moon last weekend drawing as close as nine miles from the surface. China's mission control has not confirmed the time for the touchdown attempt, but reports in state-run media suggested it would be early tomorrow morning our time for him to land. Spacecraft have taken pictures of the moon's dark side. Well, I mean, Pink Floyd did that a long time ago. Uh, But no lander has ever touched... Down there. If successful, Chang 4 will mark a step towards China's ambition to become a leading power in space exploration alongside the U.S. and Russia. One technological hurdle in targeting the side of the moon that constantly faces away from Earth is that direct communication with the spacecraft is not possible. Instead, messages to and from Chang 4 are being relayed by the Magpie Bridge satellite, which is in a halo orbit on the other side of the moon. The mission is aiming to take detailed measurements of the moon's terrain and mineral composition. The Aiken Basin is thought to have been formed during a gigantic collision very early in the moon's history. The collision is likely to have thrown up material from the moon's interior, meaning that Chang 4 could provide new clues as to how the natural satellite was formed. Uh, Chang 4 is carrying an instrument to judge the electromagnetic cleanliness of the location as a first step to accessing the possibility of placing a telescope there. Lucy Green, a space scientist at the University College in London, said, quote, you're completely shielded from all the emissions that we produce on Earth so you can get data that we couldn't get elsewhere. There's been a lot of talk over the years of the potential of having a telescope on the far side. This mission could pave the way for more serious development on that side. Well, of course, if, if you're the first one to land, you're going to have serious development because you're the first. Makes sense. Makes sense. Since the moon's revolution cycle is the same as its rotation cycle, the same side of the planetary body always faces Earth. The other face, most of which cannot be seen from Earth, is called the far side or the dark side of the moon, not because it is dark, but because most of it is uncharted. So there you have more news for you that you don't get anywhere else right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, come back. Let's finish up the first uh, show for 2019 by telling you what to expect tomorrow and uh, a couple other interesting stories that are out there on the web. Now, something is coming up before the SHOT Show in Vegas. SHOT Show being everything guns and more. Amid trade wars, geopolitical tensions, and a decline in public trust, The technology sector is seeking to put its problems aside with the Consumer Electronics Show, which is a yearly extravaganza, by the way, showcasing uh, futuristic innovations. It's very cool. I've been there before. Uh, Just spent a day. Didn't hardly see any portion of the show because uh, it's like millions of square feet. The uh, January 8th through 11th Las Vegas trade event So that starts next Monday and goes through Thursday. Offers a glimpse into new products and services designed to make people's lives easier, fun, and more productive, reaching across diverse sectors such as entertainment, health, transportation, agriculture, and sports. Smart devices using various forms of artificial intelligence will again be at the forefront and the major focus at CES. Visitors are likely to see more dazzling TV screens, intuitive robots, a range of voice-activated devices, and folding or roll-up smartphone displays. Also on display will be refinements to autonomous transportation and gadgets taking advantage of 5G or fifth-generation wireless networks. But the uh, celebration of innovation will also be mixed up with concerns about public trust in new technology, like the information that's come out about Facebook and Google and all the rest of them and how they're using what they know about us and who they're selling it to without telling us that they're selling it to anybody. So um, the cool factor and the cool uh, growth that they've been saying may slow down the growth of the technology uh, economic sector. CES features 4,500 exhibitors across, now I said a lot of square footage, like a million. It's more than that. It's 2.75 million square feet. 2.75 million square feet of exhibit space showcasing artificial intelligence Augmented and virtual reality, smart homes, smart cities, sports gadgets, and other cutting-edge devices. Some 182,000 trade professionals, the professionals, not the people who will attend. This is just the people who are showing stuff. 182,000 trade professionals are expected. Big, uh, big uh, focus is on artificial intelligence that can personalize a user's experience with a device or a car or even predict what someone is seeking, whether it's music or medical care. But because this ecosystem is built around data, confidence has been eroded by scandals involving Facebook, Google and other guardians of private information. The public is wary because of recent events said Roger Kay. Analyst and consultant with Endpoint Technologies Associates, quote, I think the industry will be slowed by this skepticism, unquote. Carolina Milansky, an analyst with Creative Strategy, said, quote, You'll definitely hear people talk about security more and really looking at how you secure the data at CES. The Consumer Technology Association, which operates the show acknowledges that the sector is being hurt by tariffs and trade frictions between the two largest economic players, the United States and China. Tariffs on tech products jumped to $1.3 billion in October, according to CTA. Quote, it's almost inevitable that an economic slowdown will occur if these tariffs continue said Sage Chandler, CTA Vice President for International Trade. The U.S. trade, uh, China trade issues and the arrest of a top executive of Chinese uh, giant in Canada have thrown into question the supply chain, the system in which U.S. designs are manufactured in China for the global market. Quote, said O'Donnell, This does cast a shadow over CES. The auto sector will again have a major presence uh, presence at CES with most major manufacturers on hand, some with prototypes of self-driving vehicles. Other exhibitors will be showing technology designed to serve as the brains of self-driving vehicles, not only for navigation, but to create a a more better, more personalized user experience for the travelers. The show includes startups offering predictive healthcare solutions designed to anticipate the kind of care senior citizens may need. Facial recognition, which is already being used on many smartphones, will be incorporated into vehicles, doorbells, and security systems as part of efforts to increase personalization and improve security. And Consumer Products Group, Procter & Gamble, making its first appearance at CES, will demonstrate ways to use facial recognition and AI for improved skin care and beauty recommendations. The new applications raise questions on whether consumers are ready for technologies that evoke the notion of Big Brother and a uh, surveillance state. Brenda Long, Senior Counsel at the Future Privacy Forum, whom I've had on this show, a Washington Think Tank, said consumers should be mindful about whether data from facial recognition is kept only on devices such as in the iPhone or held in a database. Even if commercial institutions are collecting the data, everybody is worried about government access. Patrick Moorhead of more insights and strategy said consumers have shown a willingness to adopt these new technologies. If they offer convenience, sell your soul for a poor bowl of porridge. If they are balanced from a benefit point of view, those worries are going to go away. Yeah. Going to have to get somebody on to talk about CES here on the Dave Ellswick show. How much, how much do you want to be known about you? How much of your privacy are you willing to give up if I mean, we've all given up a lot as it is with Facebook and and all the rest that we do uh, with these devices and when you when people say, "Well, I don't I don't care about big companies, I'm worried about the government." I just hope that you would take a, a little bit of time to think about what you just said. Because big government and uh, big business have been merged at the hip for quite some time. That's what we mean when we say corporatism. It's been going on for a long, long time. All right, so tomorrow, J.R. Davis will be our first guest on the show. He'll be talking, of course, about what's on the agenda for the governor as he's the governor's spokesman. We'll talk to him about all things... Uh, 92nd uh, General Assembly coming up starting with, with our coverage. It will start on the 16th, but on the 15th is when the governor give his State of the State address. So all that's coming your way tomorrow. Have a great night. I'll see you again at 2 p.m. right here on 101.1 FM. The Answer, it's the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's have a great year. What do you say?